Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments of the Morning Radio program. And welcome to Yom NCSY. Uh, never thought we'd make it here for the uh, Yom NCSY celebration. But Baruch Hashem, at least part of our staff, did make it. Uh, in fact, I am the member of our staff that did make it. Uh, one of the reasons I'm in such a giddy mood is because just moments ago I saw Elliot Tansman and a stream of volunteers figure out a unique and uh, innovative method to make sure that we would have uh, electricity for this radio broadcast, which is uh, to be admired the way certain people work when they are under the gun, under pressure, and need to think of a very, very innovative answer. Uh, well, I am here, as I said, uh, short-staffed a bit because of uh, some of the circumstances that are going on, which I'm sure we'll explore at some point uh, during the week. Uh, right now, though, our concentrations on, our concentration is on Yom NCSY, uh, where thousands of teens are going to be gathering here in Rishon LeZion uh, within minutes, actually. They're starting to stream in already. Uh, and uh, they're going to be uh, witnessing an amazing concert presentation. Both Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz are here. Uh, they're going to be uh, celebrating a phenomenal summer in Israel. Most people cannot spend any part of the summer if they are foreign tourists in Israel. But you know that there are exceptions. There are uh, different groups and educational programs and birthright. And hopefully our, uh, our yeshiva and seminaries uh, coming up in the fall that are able to get here to Israel. And I'm among the lucky ones that's able to be here tonight uh, to celebrate Yom NCSY. And uh, we are broadcasting this show, presenting it on a Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. I am joined by somebody who many of you recall from a, uh, from a bygone era when it comes to on-air personalities. I am joined by uh, Yigal Siegel, who of course has, as we always say, a very important role in this network, but has not been heard on a regular basis on the air in quite a while. And he has stepped in. He heard that the majority of our staff is stranded in the United States of America. And he went ahead and uh, volunteered uh, with great enthusiasm, and I thank him for that, to be here tonight and help out. And already his expertise and ingenuity has come in handy uh, with just with the, with the situation we had in terms of setting up tonight's program. So, uh, uh, Yigal Siegel, Chief of Staff of the Nahum Siegel Network, what a pleasure to be sitting next to you during a broadcast. It is a pleasure to be here with you, Nahum. Thank I, you so much for inviting me. I appreciate that. Thank you for volunteering, is more like it. <laughs> and uh, this is a, you know, it's funny. We've, we've progressed at the point of NSN where we feel we have all the bases covered, uh, where everyone knows their role, where uh, people can uh, go ahead and, um, and, uh, and, and basically do their assigned uh, tasks. And then, all of a sudden, 18 months ago, a pandemic, I don't know if you've heard, but a pandemic no, what's that? <laughs> breaks out <laughs> on this globe. Uh, and, oh, Elliot Tansman's walking by. i got to give him a big thank you. Elliot. Elliot Tansman. Yes, you get a big <laughs> international thank you, Mr. Tansman. I don't, know the other, I don't know who the other people were who were volunteering yeah, we to help him out, but there are a lot of people here <laughs> helping him out with the electricity on this end. Anyway, so everyone's got their assigned tasks. Then the pandemic hits, right? and you know the word. The word is pivoting. Everybody's responsible for whatever tasks they are assigned at that point because, honestly, the biggest problem we have is not everybody could be everywhere they want to be during this pandemic. And you know what happened with us, the NSN staff, which we thought would be almost in its entirety here in Israel, was reduced basically to me. 
being here for these couple of days that we're spending with NCSY, Yom NCSY, and at the Kolel uh, for Wednesday morning show, NCSY Kolel. And you, you sort of took a, uh, a, a leave of absence from your, from your regular uh, behind-the-scenes job, and you're now in front of the scenes, serving as both, uh, I don't know, I mean, we've given you a million jobs. You're an engineer tonight, you're a technician tonight, and of course, you're an on-air personality tonight. I, I just wanted to have the opportunity to be in Rishon LeZion. I, I usually, uh, the only time I come to Rishon is to go to, to the Ikea here. <laughs> And uh, this is an unbelievable view we're seeing here in Life Park here in Regional Atlantic. It's beautiful, this, beautiful this, venue. This venue is something. Uh, what I like is that it, it, it really keeps the traditional Yomensia Swai setup, where we have this beautiful amphitheater-like setup uh, with the wonderful stage and uh, the whole grass area, which, which is going to be filled with. Uh, uh, with the NCSY. There they come. Wow. And they're, they're, yeah. com they're coming in in droves. Unbelievable. And we're going to be spending time over the next three hours speaking to special guests who are here, some from the U.S., some from here, and of course many of them are leaders of the different NCSY programs. You may even be related to one or two of them uh, that will be coming <laughs> up uh, during this broadcast. So lots of NCSYers coming by. Uh, each group designated by a different color. You know how it works. Each group designated by a different color. And uh, they're here to enjoy all the amazing music, and they're here to enjoy uh, all the uh, uh, really in incredible um, uh, camaraderie that everyone's going to be feeling tonight. Because after all, this is the only night of the summer. This night after Tisha B'Av, this Tuesday morning broadcast, the only night of the summer where all the NCS Wires are together. And we have a lot to be thankful for. You know that I am a, an NCSY summer parent. Correct. We have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, it, it was ju just like with the NSN staff, it was up to the minute that people were wondering would they get into Israel. It was up to the minute whether people would get their Ishurim, whether the campers would be able to all be here from all different areas of North America and the world. And uh, sure enough, it did work out, and everyone's here. And Thank who, you, Baruch Hashem. Who would, have, who, would, who would have dreamed that we'd be at this point? As an Israeli, I'm very, very excited to see this uh, unbelievable um, crowd of, of kids from America being here. I mean, it's been so long since we're able to have so many people together as groups, and it's, it's just a nice, it's a beautiful thing to see. And you know that, uh, as we've seen from the hotels and different places uh, that usually attract tourists in Israel, the only people who are really in those places now are Israelis, are people who are spending their summer right. trying to you know find things for their family and kids to do. It might include a hotel, might include an amusement park, and things like that. Very often, those are where you find the foreign tourists. But as I mentioned to you, when we had the opportunity to be at the uh, Inbal Jerusalem Inbal Hotel uh, for Shabbos recently, it was 99% Israeli, a very, very different vibe. So the 1% was you. <laughs> the 1% <laughs> was us. And I think we did meet another couple. That was about it. <laughs> but what can I tell you? This is the reality now. Uh, everybody wonders about the uh, uh, after effects of the initial um, uh, 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 the initial, what do they call it? Wave of the pandemic. Right, right. And the after effect after these 18 months is quite evident uh, that people out there who have a, um, a desire to be in Israel and really badly want to be here, for the majority of them, it's impossible. Right. Uh, in fact, some might say 
that because of you, I was able to be here. Some might say Some that. might say that because there <laughs> the is. The Israeli government for sure is saying <laughs> because, that. I don't know about anyone because else. Because there's, there's a rule that at the minimum you need a direct relative, and sibling does count, a direct relative, which then you have to. Alive. Which, must be alive. Right, which then you have to prove over and over again. Through, yeah, thousands, was... through thousands of documents. Uh, and then if you do all that, someone asked me, how do you get in? I said, it's very simple. You submit all your documents and prove that you're a, uh, a, a, a direct relative, and then you sit and pray. <laughs> that it actually goes through because if it does go through it's an absolute miracle without prayer it does not work without <laughs> prayer it does not work it's one of the key components to the whole thing we have a we have a we, I, I mentioned that this is a little bit different for us in terms of the people that are normally heard on this broadcast and are normally working behind the scenes we have a special producer tonight who's joining us somebody who's been assigned uh, to the tasks that people like Miriam Wallach and Yoni Pollock and others have undertaken over the years and that would be a Shoshi Elman Shoshi Elman is our producer tonight uh, we are literally throwing her into the fire uh, we've uh, we uh, including Miriam have given her the specific instructions of how things are going to work during this Tuesday jam in the AM and she knows that if anything doesn't work exactly the way it's supposed to oh, yeah. then there's going to be bedlam breaking out here she knows that but <laughs> we are we are confident that she's going to do a great job and I thank her in advance and she'll be the person responsible uh, for bringing over our guests and introducing us to some really nice people, which will start in about the next 15 minutes or so. We'll bring over some of the people who are leaders here in uh, NCSY. It is an amazing scene. It's unbelievable. It is an amazing scene. It's not just uh, the amphitheater setup and the and the music that we're all getting set for, but as you hear in the background, there's a lot of spirit, a lot of people who are very excited about being here, uh, a lot of wonderful folks who are um, who are who are really. Um, excited! They've been able to spend the summer yeah. here, and uh, I figured that was the Yad Biyad group. They were they were doing the whole Yachad chant. I figured that was yeah, the Yad Biyad group. You that got was, it. You got that it. was behind us. Uh, you, you haven't seen NCSY Kolo yet, have you? No, I, I think we would see uh, at least one of them. You think so? <laughs> and the, and the wire would be the test for him to see whether he gets under the wire. <laughs> that's or right. We we'll get Elliot over here just that, in case. That's how, if Gary Siegel could walk under the uh, the electric wire, then, <laughs> then we know okay. we know it's set up securely without anybody having to worry about any security problems. Do you know what color the cola is? No. Why didn't anybody give me uh, advance yeah, warning? Yeah, we should know the colors. As to what and color? Akiva Naiman's color. What's Akiva Naiman's What's color? What's Akiva Naiman's color? Did I don't he, know. Did he choose a color yet? Does Shoshi Elman know? I don't know if she's a... I don't know if Shoshi Elman knows. Do you know the... Uh, the, the different the, colors. Do you know the Colwell color? Do you have a Colwell color? Do you know what to expect from them? A surprise. <laughs> a surprise. I like that. I like that. All right, so that's the story. Shlomo Katz and Eitan Katz are here tonight. They're going to be singing. You'll hear a bunch of their music in the background once the formal program begins here at Yom. NCSY, meaning if, meanwhile, of course, we'll continue to present uh, their music and plenty more on a Tuesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM. Amen. 
Cats before that, Shlomo Cats. Oh, yes. They're both going to be playing Yom NCSY tonight. You're listening to a Tuesday morning broadcast. We are here at Yom NCSY on Monday night. I am here with uh, Yigal Siegel, Shoshi Elman, and uh, our 5781 Yom NCSY team. <laughs> completely revamped. Our <laughs> 5781 NCSY team completely revamped. 
revamped. Uh, a show she reminded me. She said, Nahum, remember last year there was no Yomensius Y. That's right. There were no summer programs. You know what we did last year? Last year we actually had a virtual Yomensius Y. Do you remember that? It was done in uh, it was done in New York City. I was the MC, and it was a virtual Yomensius Y with which with I think Benny Friedman and Mordechai Shapiro, and that was great. And it was a wonderful fundraiser and a phenomenal time. But boy, everybody was separate. Everybody was uh, all over the world. And it was a very, very different type of Yomensius Y celebration. Today, 5781-2021, we are together. We are together with people like uh, Davida and others who are here. <laughs> Avi Seabag was here a moment ago. I said, how's the summer going? He said, I haven't slept in two weeks. I said, great, the summer must be going amazing then. <coughs> it was wonderful to see him. Last time we had been in touch, it was a... Uh, question about whether hundreds of students that were or NCS wires that were in New York would even be getting to Israel. Anyway, um, so let me get to my point. My point is that, uh, my point is, what was the point I was just saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> last year, last year, <laughs> there was a Yom NCS wide that was virtual and here we are, thank God, in person here uh, and um, enjoying a wonderful celebration and I'm told that tonight's formal program is going to be including some really cool stuff and I'm told that we're going to be speaking with some uh, great guests coming up here at the uh, JM in the AM um, I want to thank uh, everybody who has had a role in getting us here probably the list is way too long to even mention uh, but I am going to give a special thank you to David Cutler it was uh, uh, it was uh, with his urging and with his great faith and hopefulness that we ended up uh, being able to do this broadcast here tonight. And please, God, on Wednesday morning, you'll hear our broadcast from uh, NCSY Coel. Um, and then in a week that has turned out to be a little bit different than we thought it would be, um, we are likely going to be... Uh, uh, back in studio both Thursday and Friday this week. Originally, we thought that the week would turn out to be a bit different and that we'd end up with, you know, for three days here in Israel, but it looks like we'll be back in studio Thursday and Friday with our JM and AM broadcast. So uh, make sure to uh, make sure to be tuned in and to listen to all the action. Well, we are, we are on this, um, we are on this, uh, what should I call it? Should I call it a kick? We're on this Eitan Cat Shlomo Cats kick because they are performing at Yom NCSY. Special guests coming up and plenty more if you keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network and the Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Eitan Katz. He's one of two brothers that are performing tonight at Yomen CSY on this Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz are the featured entertainers. Rabbi Jacob Bernstein is with us. He's an old friend of ours. He's Director of Innovation and Strategic Expansion and Director of Next Step Israel Internships. Internships, rather. Rabbi Jacob Bernstein, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Great to be back on. How's the summer going so far? It's incredible. Really, really <laughs> incredible. We have teens in internships all around Jerusalem. Uh, and you know what? We actually have three teens here tonight working this evening. Someone told me, and the reason I'm, 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 I'm just uh, stopping short for a second, yeah. is someone told me today that they are part of an organization that has three of your teens. Who could it have been? Do you know of any organization you're working with that has three? Here we have Jerusalem Media Group, who's actually doing the video work right, right. here. Right. And are there others, or others would be, you know, one here, one there, like that type of thing? Occasionally we have three, uh, not on top of my head, but we have we have right. one, two, we have 12 yeah. in Shari Tzedek. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it's incredible. Wow, that must be some experience. Yeah. And one, thing's, one of the things we really need to emphasize is that, and, and I'm, I'm making this assumption, you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong, when you place students, NCSYers, in uh, summer internships at Shari Tzedek, they are not doing menial labor. No, they, no, no, they no. are They are studying how front office and professional people uh, work and run a hospital. Yeah, right? for sure. They're literally behind, they're, they're both behind the scenes and in front of the scenes all the day, all day. We have teens that were doing uh, EKGs, we, we, all the different, you know, all the different things that they can do. I guess, you know, there's a certain limit, obviously. They're not doctor, you know, not doctors, not doctoral students yet, but uh, they're in the, they're in the hospital. All of our internships, really, this is one thing about amazing about I Israel in general. When we have internships, when they want our teens, they give them front row seats to the entire experience. Again, the teens that are here, front row seats, they've been here all day helping prep the experience. The teens in Shari Tzedek, right. they're, they're front line doing all of the important work day-to-day. Uh, -day. We made this point, I don't know if it was, at this point, who remembers if it was the last time we were, you know, in Israel, <laughs> maybe at some point during the year. But we made the point with you that um, it seems that, generally speaking, i got to be careful how I say this, generally speaking in the U.S., when an organization or a, uh, or office managers find out that someone wants to work, a team wants to work or learn and get experience for five, six weeks, that's not attractive to them. It's a short period of time. Uh, sometimes they, they may say to themselves, it's not worth the training you know, involved in order to... And then you come here and you're basically accepted with open arms by these groups. It's really incredible. It really is incredible. Uh, nowhere like Jerusalem in so many different ways, but but in this way, for sure, the, t the, the internship providers are just so excited to have teens that are coming to tour the land of Israel while also getting internships and say, you know what, we'll take them for three weeks. We want to we wanna get, get a sense of how they are and give them a taste of what it looks like to work here. One of the fascinating parts about this program, compared to all the other programs, and all the other programs are great, is that instead of just going to the tourist locations and, and the like, we're, we're really in the Israeli experience. Right. They're seeing behind the scenes what Israelis are doing on a day-to-day -day base, basis in their jobs, in their professions, and the teens get a real sense. What does it look like not only to live here in the outside sense, but also what does it look like to live here with a job? What does it look like to live here and, and work behind the scenes, getting, getting all the real important things done? You think they're improving on their Hebrew when they're here? Uh, listen, 
automatically has to be has yeah. to be you know all of our internship providers have someone that speaks english with them otherwise we'd be a little bit nervous but yeah a bunch of them are coming back with terms that i don't even understand you know the, the slang, <laughs> slang in, the different, yeah. uh, in the different locations everybody jacob bernstein is here so um do you have an opportunity or is it only they not minimizing that, but have an opportunity to meet with the supervisor. I would assume these 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 NCSYers that you're leading actually get a review from their supervisors at some point, right? And For they're sure. told if they're doing a good job or not. Do you get to step in and, and help guide things by hearing from their supervisors as well? Yeah, from the very beginning, we go in and we get a sense of, from the very beginning, actually before the summer, we get a sense of what the internship provider is actually looking for. And we meet together with them and the provider that the supervisor could be the CEO, right. you know, various people that are very interested. Even the CEOs, very often the CEO says, I'm stopping my business today. I want to come and sit down with you guys because they're so inspired by uh, the idea that teens would want to come to Israel, to Jerusalem, to go get an internship. And we sit down with them and get feedback back and forth, get a sense of what the teens are experiencing and what they want to do more. Uh, they, very often our teens are always saying, we want more. We Give us more to do. <laughs> give us more. They're hungry for opportunities, and it's really incredible. What year is this for next, for next step, rather? What this year is, is the sixth year of its, uh, from the oh, very beginning. So I literally remember being not here, but at another venue of Yom why when this was just being introduced. Yes, for sure. This is, this is a young program. And there were a lot of skeptics. Because, yes. again, you know, are you going to find enough people who are in supervisory roles in this country who want to welcome your teens in? And it's been incredible. It really has been incredible. Do they get the tour, by the way? They, oh my gosh, all the time. Oh, okay. uh, whether it's at night, after the internships, every single night. So we're they're not losing the out. No, they're getting the best of all the touring and the internship on top of it. How's uh, innovation strategic expansion going? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, let's, look at look around this place. It's incredible to see this many teens here. And uh, the idea that we can expand and get more teens to Israel and bring more teens to experience the lively, you know, li the life of this program, the, the love of NCSY Summer and the, ex the entire experience, uh, it's really, really incredible. Now, we've been watching, watching, often we're fed these numbers and news about NCSY Summer by David Cutler and your colleagues. Uh, and we've noticed over the years the numbers have been, you know, have you reached a tipping point where now you expect that, that hundreds can increase on a yearly basis? Listen, I don't want to, you know, we, we, look back at the past year, we, any expectations from the past year, yeah. you know, but, but knowing David Cutler and the entire NCSY summer team, I don't think anything's off the table. I, you know, this place will be too small one day. Uh, you know, and it, was, <laughs> it was too small once before and it'll be too small again uh, soon. Why do you think all these programs work? Listen, I think the teens are excited to be together with a, a whole variety of other teens from all over the place to get an experience what looks like, you know, take a look at what the land of Israel is, look at your heritage, look at the people, get a sense of where you come from and where you're going, uh, and really get, a, get, a, get a, a full experience. That's really what I think NCSY Summer provides that's different than anything else. You know, it's a full, full Israel experience. It's not just going to see the sites, it's the entirety, it's the inspiration that comes along with it, it's the advisors that are really just incredible role models, every single advisor here really just has so much to give uh, and that's without even talking about the directors and assistant right. directors who are just incredible but the point you're making I think goes another step and that is that uh, every time and obviously Yom why comes at the Dakota there are a lot of people together incredible but often when your groups, the smaller groups, are going to see sites, are going to the tourist attractions, etc., they know that this has been a shared experience with thousands of others during the summer. I think there's something to that, knowing that their colleagues, no matter what school or camp or you know, where they know their friends from, are going through this. It may not be the same day. It may not be the exact same week, but they're going through the same type of experience together. For sure. For sure. Again, we, what, what I think NCSY Summer does at, at the same time, which is just incredible, is look at the mass, but also look at every individual. We don't lose the sight of each individual tree in the forest, but we also make sure 
way that that forest is really fed. And, and take a look tonight. You have the entire forest, but everyone's got a little different color of the, of the shirt, and everyone got a real sense of pride in their program, but also on the front of it, best summer ever, meaning this is NCSY at its core. Everyone knows we're part of something much bigger than ourselves, and also that we're being taken care of on a one-by-one -one basis. What's the next step for Next Step Israel? Oh, just big, bigger and better. Bigger and, and is better it, is things. It, can it grow between now um, and next summer? Oh, for sure. Last, the last time we were here together, we had 41 teens. This summer, we had 70, 71 teens, and we're looking forward to getting to 100 and hopefully this upcoming summer. The parents must be thrilled that they're really utilizing their summer, not just for the experience that so many others are getting, like what we just discussed in terms of touring and seeing Israel and, and learning to love Israel. But on top of that, they're getting all this work experience. They're getting the best of both worlds. That's what we keep talking about. We get the full, full summer experience in Israel full summer journey experience. Maybe they're not getting as much sleep, but they're getting <laughs> the full summer experience. Who cares, right? And they're getting the internship opportunity that they can build up their resume and uh, and really and have what to talk about. That's the best part. It's not just another line on the resume. It's the opportunity to say we have we were in this organization, this company, and here are all the many things that we learned how to do. Here are the new skills that we have walking out of the summer. It's really amazing. I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> it's amazing what you could pack into a few weeks. Oh, it's amazing. And yeah. thank God. <laughs> these few weeks happen. Oh, my God. Because oh. you know, just like those of us who right now are touch and go until you get on that plane. Oh, man. Right? You know that, that as, as, as confident as everybody was at the Etsy up a tone, that was many, many, many weeks ago. It seems like years, years ago, ago. <laughs> compared like years to the ago. experience of getting everybody here and, and embarking on an amazing summer. Listen, every summer requires special tefillot from our advisors, from our staff, to make sure that it's all going well. This summer, those tefillot needed to be a lot more, a lot earlier, and a lot more intense. You know, you uh, missed what I said time. earlier, but whenever anybody asks me how I got to Israel, I say, we did all the applications. We did all the proofs of, you know, related and all the whole, all, everything. And then we sat and prayed. Yeah, because, oh my gosh, to heal him the whole way. And you, hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that a nace is not necessary in the end to get you here, oh man, it is, and that's something that I hope everybody learns from this experience. It, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It gives us a lot of power also behind us, meaning if we, we know that true. if we were able to get here and this was what we where we needed to be this summer, then there's a lot more of a reason that we need to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, uh, we missed one summer, we got to make make up for it this summer. Yeah, if God gave you the chance to do this this summer, then make the most of it. Right? Of course, and of course. that goes for staff and for campers. A hundred percent. Always a pleasure, Rabbi Great to Jacob see you. Bernstein. Thank you so pleasure. much. Continued success, Rabbi Amen. Jacob Bernstein. Everybody, it's the. Uh, it's the Next Step Israel program, and uh, just one of many, many, many that continues to grow at an unbelievable pace, to say the least. We're here tonight to celebrate. It's a Tuesday morning, JM in the AM, but you know what's going on. We are celebrating our uh, incredible Yom NCSY uh, annual event. Last year, it was virtual. This year, it's real. It's real live and in person. Uh, Yom NCSY here at Rishon LeZion. Rabbi Micha Greenland is an eyewitness to the fact <laughs> that it is live and in person, as opposed to what we had to endure trying to be together last year. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning broadcast of JM in the AM.
sing along if you know it. Before that, Derek Achim. We are rolling here on a Tuesday morning broadcast from Yom NCSY, which, by the way, this year features Eitan Cats and Shlomo Cats. How do you like that? Quite a musical combination. Moshe Ziggy Zarnist is with us in our mobile studio toward the top of the Rishon Litzion Live Park at Yom NCSY. Ziggy Zarnist, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. It's a pleasure to be here. You are the director of NCSY Hatsala Rescue. This is one of those programs that I think everyone knew would be a success. <laughs> I mean, I know I did. I know you David Cutler did. And thank what God now year the is this now? Last year we had a full bus. Oh, right. But Corona. Right. So this is officially our third year running and the fourth year of the program. Right. Um, the bottom line is anybody... Any teen that signs up for your program gets an opportunity to do things that nobody else gets to do. Nobody. To the point, to the point, I don't know if it's happened yet this summer, 
but to the point where a life has been saved because of the work of your teenagers. Yeah, so I know the listeners can't see, but I'm going to show you a picture. On the first day our kids rode ambulances, they were able to <gasps> help a soldier who flipped his Humvee, who ended up breaking his skull. And today, on the way here, we had teens that went to an unresponsive because of the Hatzalah model. It was a stroke, and they saved her life, successfully giving her over to Magen David Adom. How so, old are these teens? 16, 17. We even have some 15, but don't tell. When you, <laughs> when you walk in as a teen to your program, you have to walk in with what experience? It's nothing. Zero? We put them through a week boot camp of first responder. Life-saving stuff. Everything. CPR, what we know as CPR and all and, that. And then we simulate some sort of mass casualty incident where they have no idea it's coming, sort of middle of the night. And that's when they bond, and that's when everything clicks. How many teens are in your program this year? 34. And it could be more, right? Meaning that if there's space... We can go... Yeah. We'd love to have more. I mean, we're, we'd love to have two buses. Right. We'd, we'd love to have a Shana Bet track. Kids right. want to come back and get more medical training. Actually, a Shana Bet track would work well in your field. Because they Why can not? advance the training. Right. And the, mo and the more one is experienced at this, the better they're going to be literally yeah. down the road. Well, some know? kids want to be doctors. They want to try it. Some kids are just fascinated by blood, which may be scary. Um, others just thought that it was a super cool program. So, so you have met teens that this was made for them. You, they're just, you know, they like the excitement and let's, let's face it, there's a rush of excitement. There's an ability to help people, which I'm sure is part of it. Yeah. And then on top of that, just the whole, the, 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 the different type of experience it is. You know, I mean, you mentioned blood, yeah. right? There's stuff that happens in their, in their runs that doesn't happen in the other program. It's really unbelievable. In fact, we have four teens, as we say, the, the top students from the class that are on call here tonight at Yeoman CSY. Right. They wanted to forfeit time with their friends so they could respond to medical emergencies. Which and, that's, and that's real. Like, this is, you know, they're taking real. it seriously. They're surveying the crowd, making sure if someone needs anything. They're they have there. special radios. They have special right. vests, um, and they're really on call. And there are going to be close to 2,000 people here. 2,000 people. So it's people. not like it's not necessary. It is necessary. Yeah. Ziggy Zarnas is with us. We're talking about uh, NCSY's Hatsala Rescue Program, which is one of the – they're all successful, thank God, but this one has really gotten a tremendous boost over the last couple of years, uh, except for the whole – COVID Corona. thing, of course. What was it like to actually get back here this year? I know what it's like for me, not knowing until the last minute if I would be here tonight, but for you and others who run programs, I said I said earlier to Jacob Bernstein, I said, I know that at the NCSY Shabbatot, everybody was very confident to talk like big shots that we're all coming back here, but you know that it really did take till the last minute. Yeah, I mean, I think it was surreal. We were in Bidud for 24 hours because, of course, our test, right. you know, you think the medical program, we right. get our test back first. We got them last. <laughs> But it, it was just you need surreal. Two connections. Yeah, well, we have them. We still couldn't get the test <laughs> it back. It still doesn't matter, right? <laughs> but it's it's amazing. The first time to see the Kotel after not being allowed to see the Kotel, first you know, other than pictures, right. uh, the kids, everybody just dropped. I mean, I don't think there was a dry eye. Right. Plus, yeah, I'm sure have a lot of first timers here who have yeah. never been here, and you know, they they weren't exactly sure what it meant that we were all pining to get back to Israel. But I'm sure they felt it that there was this disconnect uh, between Israel and the diaspora, one that we are hopefully. Uh, helping to repair with shows like this by bringing people to Rishon Zion at least virtually and through these airwaves because I think that's one of the terrible parts of Corona is that we have this terrible disconnect and even the teens feel it. Uh, Ziggy Zarnas is with us. So what's the plan? I mean, is it going to be two buses next year? Like, what do we think? Well, I think the kids this year are, are really inspired and I think they're having the best time and people still, they meet us all over the country and they're like, what do you mean you're Americans that came to ride ambulances? It's right. Corona. Why are you putting yourselves at risk? And they're like, we, we want to help. So we're hoping that we have a lot of kids this year that are, they're always superb. You know, every year they raise the bar. And I think there's so many that want to come back. They're like, when can we start IV, Ziggy? I'm like, whoa, whoa, let's, you know, 
Let's first time, start huh? with the basics before we start poking people with their blood. You, know, um, you just raised a very important point. Are you going to be, uh, or are you this whole summer under stricter COVID rules, or, or do the kids have to be checked on a regular basis because they're they're riding and they're going into patients, etc.? So not any more than any program. I mean, we are very careful. They learn in class how to protect themselves, and you know, special masks, and we call it BSI, and they do whatever they can to ensure that they're safe. All right. Everybody out there, it's one of the more successful. I mean, I keep saying that. It's not really fair to your colleagues. I mean, it's because fair for me because I love right. the program the best. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair for you. <laughs> you seem to be associated with a lot of successful programs. Thank I must God. Say. Thank God. Uh, Motion Ziggy's artist directs NCSY Hatsala Rescue. Yet another very successful 5781 program here that we are celebrating at Yom and CSY. All right. Thank you so much. Good seeing you. Thank you. I just want to uh, thank you for bringing this. I know my wife listens uh, every morning on the way to work. Nice. And thank God for you bringing a little bit of Yom and CSY to the people in the diaspora. And we hope everyone gets back here soon. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a little piece. And hopefully, uh, we were saying before how 99% of the people who are vacationing now in Israel are Israelis. Hopefully, that, that that number will start to dwindle and we'll see some foreign tourists here very I, soon. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Ziggy. Thank you. Hatzala Rescue, everybody. That's what uh, uh, Moshe Ziggy Zarna spends his time with here during the summer of 2021 and of course if you go to the uh, ncsy summer website uh, you can get plenty of information about what's happening regarding uh, his program and all the programs that are such um, uh, such jewels in this whole ncsy summer experience more coming up you're listening to a tuesday morning broadcast at jm in the a.m
Mordechai Shapiro at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com, and the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Ask uh, Akiva Naiman. He'll tell you how beloved the NSN app is. I love it. Use it every day. I haven't turned your microphone on yet. Okay. You use it every day. Thank God the mic was off for that. <laughs> Uses it every day. I love it. <laughs> that wasn't set up. If it was anybody else, I would let you get away with it, but not you, young man. Um, starting hour number two of our incredible and amazing visit to Yom NCSY here at Rishon. We're back. Last year, there was some virtual. You know where Akiva Naiman watched last year's Yom NCSY? He was in some obscure town somewhere. I don't know where he was watching it virtually. When Mordechai Shapiro and Benny Friedman were singing and we were in New York and I was emceeing the event. Remember the whole thing that was going on? Last summer? Last summer, remember? Nope. Oh, you don't even remember it. Well, there was coronavirus. It was a Correct. pandemic. So it was virtual. Oh, the virtual yeah. one, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Gotta, I got a brief. I keep it before these conversations. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so, so anyway, this year, we're look live. what's going on. It's happening. We are live with the most beautiful view, with an incredible amphitheater, with Gorgeous. wonderful musical acts, Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz, Woo-hoo. and great leaders of Jewish youth like yourself, Rabbi Akiva Naiman. Thank you so much. That's too kind of you. He is uh, the Director of Strategic Partnerships for West Coast NCSY because we are told by our eyewitnesses that there's a lot going on at West Coast NCSY. That's what we're being told. We are growing by leaps and bounds. Because the West Coast has its challenges, as you know, in the United States of America. But we are told that there's a lot of progress being made by the NCSY leaders like yourself. That's number one. Number two, he's director of TJJ Action. They needed him to do something in TJJ because they know how talented he is with public school use. So they created something called TJJ Action because Akiva Naiman is all about action. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. Always great to have you here. And, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. And um, I really do admire the work you've done on the West Coast. How many total years did you spend out there? Just finished my eighth year. Wow. And you'll still be involved, but a little bit differently, but you'll still be involved out there. And you've always, in all seriousness, you've described, and I think the audience will find this interesting, you've always described the scene out there to be different than what us East Coast people are used to, what people in Israel are used to. Politically, it's different. Socially, it's different. Even weather-wise and wildfire-wise, it's different. Just a very different place. And you were able, thank God, to, uh, to really institute some really good growth into that region among young people. In fact, I would assume your program has a good number of West Coast NCS warriors? Actually, every single one of our participants are from Northern California. Pretty amazing. How many is that? We, 45, but we went down to 29 because of COVID. And nothing to sneeze at, though. Nothing, it's enormous growth. We never had anything like this before. And, and, and in all seriousness, if the way you and others describe how challenging it is to turn on the youth in Northern California to Judaism, and I'm, of course, referring to general, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about those who are from, from families. I'm talking about youth that are, you know, relatively... Yeah, very few. Right. Very, very, very relatively few. unaffiliated. I just don't want to insult anybody out sure. there. But it, 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 that, why can you get a number like that during the summer? How do parents agree to do it, especially in COVID time? How do kids... And you know what kids could be doing this summer? Can I tell you about some of the things <laughs> that kids... I say this, by the way. I'm going to do this to Konigsberg later. I'm going to do this to everybody. Okay. I do this every year to TJJ. Do you know where these kids could be spending their summer? Do you know what kind of time they could be having? You know, I do. And I remember, you know, you're bringing me back to 2012 when one of our first participants came yeah. on a trip then that I used to run then. And he was debating between Hawaii with his family, budget to spare, you know, an amazing, amazing trip, or coming on our Israel trip with NCSY. And he chose the NCSY Israel trip. And I just met up with this teen. He's now 23, married, observant, living in Seattle. 
And he chose to come on his trip, and he made that decision over Hawaii with an unlimited budget because he could see the erich. He could see the value in coming on something like that. And I'll tell you, I've been out there eight years, and I've grown I, with an amazing team. I've grown from 20 teens to 2,000 teens. That's where we're at right now, reaching about 10% of Northern California Jewish teens. There's about 20,000 of them. And for me, what I have seen over and over and over again is I'll have a, a teen come up to me in a public school who probably doesn't, he doesn't go to high, high holiday services, Passover, nothing, and he says, I'm Jewish. And there's something about a Jew. I think I said this in one of your right. interviews. I remember that. There's a spark. There's a soul that doesn't go away. It's eternal. And I see it over and over. You know, it's funny. Oh, look who I just mentioned. It's funny <laughs> because um, today, i got to be careful how I say this because I've made a commitment not to discuss this on the air, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Today, there's a lot of discussion about attitudes toward Orthodox Judaism. Right? There are television series that, that go into the lives sure. of the, and, and those, those uh, presentations would make you think that we are exactly the opposite of what you're describing. And what you're saying is, guys, if you just expose a kid to the values that we have in our community and to the, you know, the wonderful aspects of our community, they're going to be attracted to it. They're not going to be forced to do it. They're not going to be uh, imprisoned in any way. Right? As, as it, and they are going to want to be, they're going to be attracted to those types of values. When you, Judaism is universal. And when it's packaged correctly, it is relevant and applicable and, and, and approachable for every single type of Jew. And I'll do you one better. We have hundreds of non-Jewish teens coming to our programming that we do in the schools because they're universal values. They're values that and everyone can get behind. For it. They're desperate they're desperate for it. They're not being taught us in school. They're not being taught us in college. They're getting mixed messages all over the board on social media, and they don't know which way to turn. And when someone comes in who's a role model, who is strong in their beliefs, and explains to them how you can think about things from an ethical and moral perspective, they love it, and they come back for more. Akiva Naiman is here. All right, let's talk specifically about this summer. They really did give you a new title, TJJ Action. Action. What is the action part of TJJ? Very good. So I'm a huge, I've, this is my, I ran, as you know, Boys Israel Leadership tra right. Training for five summers, and that was all about leadership, and my, my whole approach to leadership is all about the action. Just do it. And what we want to create different in this track, in this TJJ action track, is giving the teens a real empowering experience, different than any single other program that I personally have run and that I've ever seen run. Every single teen coming in this pro program raised $200, totaling $9,200, raised 100% by the participants. All of that money went into a project in a city called Kiryat Gat in the south. For teens at risk, we went in to a place called Makombalev. I was actually just interviewed right now by uh, Channel 20 Live TV about 20 minutes ago. Uh, they heard about this project, and we came in. I'm telling you, Nachum, it was it was just garbage everywhere. A complete fields full of nothing. We came in with the money that we raised, and as well as the mayor of the city heard about this, chipped in 10,000 shekel. OU Israel as well chipped in. The municipality sent delegates. It was insane. We made the entire entire. It was like a large shed. That's, that's large action. Huh? That's that's the action. But we put down fake grass. All the teams, we had tractors coming in, taking out the stones, putting in the stones. These teams sweated and worked for two days straight. And now, next Monday, three girls from Kiryat Gat who are at risk will be having a bat mitzvah in our park that we built. You know With NCSY Give. Oh, wow, yeah, that's nice. full circle. Because Give, I think, always does that type of thing. Like a chesed no one's ever done. Everyone does chesed projects. Right. To do something where the teens are fundraising before the summer right. even starts, they learn about this throughout the summer about giving and about chesed. And it's, that's the action. By the way, every kid that's on your program, no matter where they end up, Northern California or wherever they end up, whenever they meet someone from Israel, they're going to say yeah. to them, do you know where Kiryat God is? Because I, I spent the summer... 
helping out the community. It'll, it'll stay with them. Like I mean, I know you know this, but it'll just be, you know. Well, that's what we told the teams. We said, you know, where is your heritage? Where is your part in your heritage? And you can point to a patch of ground in Kiringa and say, that's my heritage right there. Amazing. And it's extremely powerful. Akiva Naiman is with us. Uh, so you said 29. Does this have the potential to grow? Will we, will we? I mean, we were at 45, but right. just because COVID and uh, the skirmishes before this summer, a few teams dropped out and some COVID-related issues. The reason I say it is because you know it, uh, that the leadership of NCSY, I think when they have one bus, the next summer they want two. When they have four, I want three. Summer, you want three buses. Why not? We're 20,000 <laughs> Jewish teens. There's and no there's reason. a lot of action to be done. There's a lot of action to be done. There's a lot of good to be done. And the teens have grown enormously in the two and a half weeks that they're already here. How great is it? I'm going to say it differently. How okay. important is it that Israel opened up for these programs? I was just thinking about this yesterday. I mean, like, just because now with the Delta variant, people are, oh, they're going to close it. I think Hashem, you know, you, you do a little bit. Hashem opens the rest. Hashem opened the gates wide for, you're looking at over here, you're looking at 1,700 teens around us having the best summer ever, and it is life-changing, and it is life-enhancing, and it's going to be set their trajectory for the rest of their lives. This is an, a unique experience when all the programs come together, right? Because... It, just listening to the first three, four speakers on this program today, you and your colleagues, everyone's doing such different stuff, but yeah. yet you're here tonight celebrating really the same thing. Our tour guide was just saying that to me earlier. Saying that to me earlier today, he's like, "This is really special that you're all you're all unified. You're different, but you're all really under the same umbrella. OU, of course, and NCSY. But we're really all, you know, from from a different perspective. We're all shooting for the same goal, and that's Jewish growth and Jewish affiliation. Do you have good people out there on the West Coast who are incredible? Be, oh my gosh, you the found best everybody team. you needed. Did I not tell you who's moving to Northern California? Let me know. Tani and Alyssa Polanski. It's public information. It's, it's now. if it's on the news, it's public information. <laughs> well, that's good. It means you have a power couple out we there. We have a power couple out there. We're really excited. They're going to be covering programming for sixth to twelfth graders. Again, we're reaching two thousand, but that means we have eighteen thousand to go. Are your in-laws happy? Are you going to be spending more time in Israel? That hasn't come up yet. It hasn't come up yet, only because I just saw them now for the, about five minutes ago. This was the first. <laughs> and then some guy put a microphone on me and said, "Talk to this instead." Okay. So I I shouldn't assume that they care one way or the other. We'll find out after the show. <laughs> That's a good point. I keep a name in everybody. Doing a great job. Send Thank our regards much. to all the TJJ action Woo! students and teenagers. Pretty amazing. There he is. I keep a name in. We are here at Yom NCSY. I want to thank Egal Siegel, who has stepped in, has stepped away from his role of uh, chief of staff of the Nachum Siegel Network to become a technician, to become an engineer, to become somebody who helps me worry about the whole setup here tonight. I also want to uh, uh, thank our producer for this evening. Shoshi Elman is our producer tonight. I want to thank Shoshi Elman, who has been a, um, a great stand-in as producer this evening. And Naomi Nachman has been spotted. Naomi Nachman has dedicated almost her entire summer to NCSY. Who does she think she is? She's here as well. And we have with us two of my favorite people. We have two of my favorite people here. By the way, I think I used that favorite line on Akiva also, so try to keep this between us if you don't mind, all right? That'd be all right? Uh, they are the um, they are the leaders of Adult Israel. <clears throat> there was a time the great David Cutler has just stopped by. I see someone challenge you to wear the hat, David, and you went for it. I like it. Years ago, people on my people who follow me for years know the story that uh, Noam Weinberg ran this amazing, amazing program, and I said to him, I said, you know, I think this would be an amazing program to remain as an independent program. 
And then he showed up one day and said to me, you know what? We're becoming part of NCSY, summer NCSY. I said, is that the right move, Norm? Is that the move? Guilty as charged. The truth is, I think now you've proven it was the right move, yeah, frankly. Absolutely. Uh, Rabbi Noam Weinberg and Nahama Weinberg are sitting to my right, the directors of Jolt Israel. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. How amazing is it to be in Israel? Tell me how incredible this is compared to last summer. I'll be honest with you, it's it's surreal for me. I mean, I think Nahama and I were were not really expecting this happening. Uh, and until the last minute, it was yeah. it was down to the wire. <laughs> it feels like it's still going on now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was it's it's amazing to be here. You know what's funny, and I mean this seriously. You, you may think I'm joking around. You are the type of person, because of your athleticism, the, the you have a an even deeper connection to, the, or I should say, different connection to this land than other people do. You know what I'm saying? We all I have do. a connection, and I'm not taking that away or minimizing what all the directors are doing out there. But you have a physical connection that a lot of us can't speak to. My my heart and soul is in the land, in the hikes. So if you're going to surf, you want to surf in Israel. If you're going to hike, you want to hike in Israel. 100%. If you're going to explore, you want to explore in Israel. I was telling one of the kids that growing up in West Hartford, Connecticut, I used to hike the Appalachians. Nothing is as beautiful as Nachal Ksiv up in the Galil. If you had your choice for a morning jog, it's not even a question. It would be in this country. hundred uh, percent. When you do that in the five towns, you're like, okay, um, yeah. it's, it's a I'm run. I'm to get a bagel. <laughs> it's a run, but it's different. It's, it's different. It's holy. It's holy air. It's holy land. How many years has Joel been around under the OU? This is our fifth. Nice. Yeah. And uh, do we have a, a good number of uh, participants? We do. So this year we have close to 180 <laughs> between two programs. Two programs. Yeah. What do we call the two programs? Jolt Israel 11, Jolt Israel 10. So it's two grades. It's two grades. With almost 100 from each grade. We have we have 95 in our uh, 10th grade and 77 in our 11th grade. We wanted to give the opportunity to those who missed their summer right. in Israel last year. So... Yeah. And they would have regretted it the rest of they their lives. It. And it was such a great move because other programs did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Such a great move to find the space, to find the wherewithal to do it. It was great. It's and it's very different. And like the the cultural milieu is different. The kids are different. It's it's and and we spent a lot of time really pinpointing and identifying the right programs for them, the right hikes, the right tulim. Nachama really so took the lead on that. It's so interesting to see yeah. the different dynamic, even though they're so close in age and. We gear everything to each of them individually, and Absolutely. it's un they're unbelievable groups of people. And our our American advisor staff is phenomenal on both, and our Israeli staff is beyond, beyond phenomenal. Beyond. Like, was orchestrating everything between two programs, two different locations. Is not easy. Yeah, absolutely. Tenth and eleventh grades them. are different, huh? They're very, different. very different. And you know from the high school experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nachama and Noam Weinberger with us. We're talking about the Jolt Israel, which is uh, almost 200 participants at this point, which is pretty amazing, frankly. Um, when you, I have not asked this question to anybody else who's been on yet, but I have a feeling because you, you like to schmooze. I do. Do the bus drivers and the gift shop owners? And the, and the tour guides tell you how desperate they are for people to be here and how glad they are that your programs are here? I will tell you, we were in Rosh Hanikra, and we're, I don't know if Nechama was with me when we were, we were doing, um, we were going on golf carts around the, around the beach. It was, it was really beautiful. And the, the owner of that looked at us and he said, 
you don't understand what this means to me. Like, for a year, I was living off of nothing. And I said to him, I said, I'm so excited that we could do this for you. And I'm bringing another group to you next week. That must be it. it. It was amazing. But we're, we're hearing the stories. And even non-providers like we were in the Veilan with one of the greys and there were Holocaust survivors there for 10 days and like every morning at breakfast and every night at dinner they came up to us to, to, to thank us for coming and ask about the group and how we're here and, and it's how amazing it is that we brought them here and, and they're not even making money off of us or anything they're just so happy to just see the social interaction. And young people and the country getting back yeah. to normal yeah. people it's sort of like during wartime which you know about you ran a program during wartime sort of like wartime people don't believe that foreigners would come now oh yeah like why take the risk yeah, and absolutely. why send your kids and all that and absolutely and yet you're doing it which is pretty absolutely, amazing 100 what's tomorrow's activity is it uh, is it uh, off the beaten path or is it one of those normal what days? are we doing tomorrow you're, you're up north with one group and down south with the other right so <laughs> tomorrow with the 11th grade we're in stable care and then we're doing repelling in mitzvah ramon yeah and, and the 10th grade north is not Nachal Kibbutzim, oh, Nachal Kibbutzim, they're Crampton. making mezuzah making in I just cute, cool stuff that R like repelling at Mitzvah Ramon yeah. oh me my God. means what I think it means. Yes. Yes. Off the ledge. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yes. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> I've it's, stayed there. It's, it's deep, deep and scary. <laughs> it's deep and scary, and I often think, will this rope hold me? But it, it usually it usually, <laughs> it usually does. does. <laughs> it usually does. Uh, growth of a uh, of a young man or a woman during this summer. I mean, six weeks of jolt sometimes uh. can replace or be better than excuse me to all the professionals out there in education than twelve months in a school. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We spend a lot of time on the experiential piece of education. We focus a lot of time on helping them build their own sense of self and their own individuality. It's really, really an important piece of what we are and what we are. And really also helping them move outside of themselves, moving outside the bubble and getting out of their own way. And, and sometimes it only takes a little nudge, right? Absolutely. They That's want the it. scariest part. They want it. <laughs> No uh, one makes it very comfortable for them to reach their potential and to gain the most out of it and be themselves and really yeah. do amazing. Thank you. Tom, you're great also. Does he like the, the does he like the thirty kids groups or does he like the hundred kids groups? What does he like? They both have their pros and cons. Because I think you, I think you <laughs> may miss, I think you may miss the thirties, but all right, maybe I, I'm wrong. The thirties are special. Right. Because things are special. drop looser, you know. But. Looser and also you really know them. Right. Meaning I know I know all my right. kids and whatever, but you really there's a different there's a different dynamic at play. Yeah, but, but that's okay, why but we need the amazing staff that exactly, we have. Exactly, exactly. That's why the staff is so important. Is crucial. Yeah. So and there were times when you had three staff members for Joel. What are you at now? Like 20? We're at 20. 20 are you at 20? 22. Just the American and an additional six Israeli that are with us 24-7. You literally <laughs> tracked the progress well, of this program. I, not only did I track the progress, I wonder just how you're able to manage this. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. So Joel's a year-round. I mean, you're doing this it's all year-round. Round. It's year-round. It's your it has to be, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's, how do you coordinate yeah. it? We, we meet with them before we leave in August to set right. the reserve the places right. for next summer because we're such a large group. You think next summer will be normal? Do you think, uh, you think I'm, you'll I'm get to dominating. JFK and just know you're getting on the plane? <laughs> Without having to worry about whether I'm yeah. going to get all my kids through exactly. customs? Yeah, I hope so. Because you brought your family. I did. I brought my wife and one of my daughters is came on and one of my other daughters is a, a advisor on the 
<laughs> Isn't it interesting how he, as I point to the sky, keeps things interesting? Always. There is never a dull moment. Thank you, Hashem. <laughs> never a dull moment is right. But thank God, because he, he showers us with blessings. Continue your amazing work. Amazing. You both are Thank changing you. the lives of teenagers for the better. Thank you. Must be a great feeling. It is a great feeling. And, and a big honor. To see you. Thank you. And let's try to meet during the year, Noah. I would love let's to. Let's not make this a Yom Antia swipe. Let's, let's do it. I mean, let's try to get together On me. On me. Really? Yeah. If that's the case, I'm even more enthusiastic Good. about it. <laughs> Tell me when and where. Thank you both very, Thank very you. much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a big fan of both, and they are amazing leaders when it comes to the uh, JOLT program as part of the NCSY summer. My gosh. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. We are going to try very hard to get to our, um, to get to our messages that have been sent in. There are a few that uh, came in via email. We'll try to get to those. Remember that tomorrow's show is going to emanate from NCSY Colwell, which has its own dynamic, very different than the singing and dancing and celebration that's going on here right now at Yom NCSY. Uh, so that'll be tomorrow on tomorrow morning's JM in the AM. A big, big, big shout out to our friends at A&H. Thank you to Seth Levitt and everybody at A&H. Abels and Hyman, this is their week. This is the week that everyone's transitioning back to delicious meat meals and barbecuing up a storm on their Shabbos Nachama weekend. Thank you very much to uh, A&H. Everybody out there, go to kosherdogs.net. Save 10% with promo code RADIO. And try A&H today. More coming up. You are listening to a Yo Man CSY Tuesday morning broadcast of JM in the AM. Shalom ben 
J.M. in the A.M., there we go. More coming up in just a moment here at the uh, Yom NCSY celebration as we continue. Uh, my name is Nachum Siegel. I want to thank everybody out there who's been... Uh, who's been tuned into our broadcast. This is our first real broadcast of the season, meaning our uh, acapella nine days format ended yesterday with the stories of Rapsulma Kalbach, and here we are today kicking off a season with a uh, really an amazing and incredible Yom NCSY celebration. I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of it, to say the least. More coming up. We're at Yom NCSY, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Anna Avda from Big Time Alterheim here at JM in the AM. All right, uh, we're at Yom NCSY. We're actually trying to include Rabbi Goldwasser in our show, which we do every single morning, but my uh, connection here is not cooperating. So we're going to give Rabbi Goldwasser the morning off. What do you think of that idea? We're giving him the morning off. Pretty amazing, I must say. Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz are featured present present presenters here at the um, at Yom NCSY 2021. And um, there are... Um, certain messages that we've been getting over the last few days from our uh, from our listeners who wanted to include who wanted to include uh, their messages to different people who are here at Yom NCSY and I'm looking for those right now I am going to <laughs> I'm going to use this opportunity to tell people about those messages. At least I think I am. Uh, Debbie Marcus says, Shalom Taliana Marcus and everyone from Basking Ridge, New Jersey, as well as everyone in Israel ID. Keep enjoying the Holy Land from Alex and Debbie Marcus. Uh, I want to thank Rabbi Ari Rockoff, who's here. Rabbi Ari Rockoff, who's been rocking the Mizrahi. RZA. Um... A message to Yoel Goldstein is on Kolel. Yoel, it sounds like and looks like you're having the summer of your life. Keep having fun growing and steiging. Love Ima and Abba. What else do we have here? Uh, shout out to um, Yaakov Holstock having an amazing summer in NCSY Kolel from Miriam and Lenny. What else do we have here? Oh, listen to Ralph. Our chairman sends Gavri Siegel a special message that he has Yankee tickets waiting for him when he gets back. Listen, Arena says, uh, shout out to Ari Khan and Jolt from the Lewis's of Remote. We can't wait to see you. Um, all right, I think that's our messages for right now. Uh, meanwhile, are we set with our next guest? Rabbi Goldwasser has now been granted the day off by Nahum Siegel. How do you like that? Our producer in training, Shoshi Elman. She was shocked that I was able to make that decision at the last moment on the fly. I saw your expression. You couldn't believe that I veered from the regular radio regimen. Uh, we're having trouble downloading Rabbi Goldwasser's words. I'm not sure why, but obviously he'll join us. Please, God, tomorrow. Uh, Mark Fine is here, program director of TJJAP, is it? That is, Ambassadors Poland. Ambassadors Poland. Ambassadors Poland. When we were, pro when we were preparing for today's show... We had no choice. For some reason, they love featuring the TJJ staff. I would assume because you guys are doing something really unique and different. So we have to separate everybody, uh, you know, so they wouldn't be back-to-back, -back, so to speak. But TJJ has, in a way, done the same thing. They have TJJ that comes to Israel. They have TJJ that goes to Poland. And I have a feeling there are other TJJ programs that have their own specialties as well. Am I right? Uh, that's right. There's a TJJ action this year with Rabbi Akiva Neyman, social action-oriented. So there's a lot going on. Um, now, how does this work? Did you actually make the trip to Poland this year? So, unfortunately, this year we weren't able to, to go to Poland. And unfortunately, you have to come to Israel. Uh, it's, it's a rough <laughs> life to spend an extra week in Israel this year. Unbelievable. Well, normally, in what we would call a pre-COVID summer, Mark Fine is taking students, I assume it's first Poland, right? Usually uh, it's correct. first. Correct. One week in Poland and then three weeks in Israel. Okay. And, and the, the, the thinking behind it is 
that when these students are presented with, there, there, there are more stark words than that I really should be using, when, they've, when they're given this incredible experience of being in Poland and then coming to Israel, they are not only experiencing Israel like so many other thousands are here at Yom NCSY, but they're feeling it and experiencing it coming off a different and unique experience. Uh, absolutely. When you come to the Kotel after coming from a concentration camp, it's a different experience of the Kotel. When you go to Har Herzl after being at cemeteries in Poland, it's a different experience of Har Herzl. There's no question about that. How many years are you doing this? Uh, this is year eight. It's pretty amazing. And this is, in all seriousness, except for last year, this is the only year you veered from the, from the actual program, right? Uh, that's correct. So what have you done? Have you, have you tried to continue the identification with we start in Poland and come to Israel? Or you basically have made this into a TJJ Israel trip? Yeah, so what I'd like to say is that the mission of the trip in general is personal transformation in a Jewish context. If we're able to leverage Poland in order to create that, then we can leverage Poland to create that. Good point. But the mission of the trip, of how to create, create those connections for NCS wires, to create leadership opportunities for them, to research their family stories and connect to that in a unique way, that mission transcends location. And unfortunately, when it comes to that, there's nothing like Poland. Unfortunately, right? Uh, you said it. There is nothing like Poland. And uh, that, that's why people in the older generation were hesitating to actually do what you're doing, you know, visit Poland as a, a as a regular stop before bringing the students to Israel. But I think in this generation, people have realized the benefits, so to speak, of doing that and letting the kids experience it. Yeah, absolutely. It creates a, a different type of emotional connection and meaning. And it also opens them up in such a way to look at themselves and their Judaism differently. And I emphasize to everyone who comes on this trip, it's not a Holocaust trip. Right. It's a Jewish identity trip in Poland. Who were we? Why were we there? And what are we taking with it that's going to inform us? And when they come in with that perspective and that openness, when they finally do land in Israel, they're able to experience Israel in a totally new light. Yeah, I think everyone listening knows exactly what you mean. Mark Fine is with us. All right, I, I do this to every TJJ leader. I may have done this to you in the past. You know where the teams that you are now leading could have spent their summer. You know the types of trips, the types of activities, and I'm not even talking about earlier, someone mentioned about you know family trip to Hawaii. There are plenty of them who are at a stage where they would sell their parents on the idea of not having a family trip and going with their own friends somewhere on this globe. Especially after this past year. Correct. Why are they choosing to do this with you? So for me, it's so obvious, like, because where else can you connect to yourself in a unique and authentic way? But they're 16, 17 years old, I'm assuming. And they, yet, they and even think about connecting? Yeah. Like, I can tell you, even today, there are conversations with teens that we had about what are the masks that I wear and how am I showing up on the program versus how do I want to show up at home? There, there are Meaning teens when the summer's over. When the summer's over. There are teens that are searching for authenticity and connection, and they know that NCSY and TJJ appear places where they can find that. Right. Even when today's teens have every device, every type of, uh, of activity at their disposal, they have everything. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are so desperately searching for something that's real and authentic and them, because there is so much artifice out there that they know real when they feel it. How many are on your program? Uh, we have 25 this year. And where do you see this going what, once Poland is reintroduced? Well, we had 80 two years ago, so hopefully 80 again. And uh, for anyone listening, let's expand to three buses. So you're let's going, make it happen. So you're going through your own COVID thing here because, you know, you're open, thank God, but you'd like to be where you were, you know, 
in the pre-COVID times. Well, again, as someone who also does mental health work during the year, I don't think there is a going back to pre-COVID. Right. But when it comes to re-entry and how to expand and build upon the experience of this year, I think more so than ever, there are going to be teams that are looking for deep experiences to connect with themselves. And more importantly, after a year of isolation, really connect with others in a profound way. Do you think there are other places on this globe, aside from places with, with rich and disastrous Jewish history like Poland and obviously Israel, that would appeal to teams like this, that would give them also that deep, meaningful experience? I'm wondering if there are other places that would speak to teens and allow them to discover themselves in the way that these two locations do. Yeah, because as I said before, I don't think it's about the location. I think it's about the context that's created in camp or on these touring programs. And there's a TJJ West Coast this summer, and right. I'm sure it is a profound experience for them. It really is about the people, not about the place. I'll tell you, the, uh, <laughs> the shock of where certain teens decide to spend the summer, I'll never, ever get over that. Uh, but I think you're explaining it well, that they're looking for something and they're fighting to get here. Simple as that. Better believe it. Uh, Mark Fine, I thank you. Program Director of TJJ. Um, what is AP? Ambassadors Poland. Ambassadors Poland. And we should talk for a moment about ambassadors because that's also a specialty of TJJ. Ambassadors means what? Ambassadors meaning that it's not just about what happens on the summer, but what's happening next. What are you representing? And in order to do that, you need to know, well, what do I stand for? What are my values? And how can I take action on it when I get back in my school, in my community, on my campus, and on so my family? So one could be an ambassador to their family. One could be an ambassador to their classmates. One could be an ambassador to their neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder what kind of position that puts kids in sometimes. It must be difficult for them because they're bringing a concept to people in their hometown that probably have not had the experience that they've had. Yeah, so one of the conversations we had a group, especially in regards to Israel advocacy with everything going on politically this year, was the idea of, are you making yourself a target by stepping up? And there have been a number of teens who have done this work over this year on social media, in their schools, at rallies, and they said, we know we're putting ourselves out there, but it's because there's something more important that we need to stand up for. And that's yeah. what we get to create on these trips, that connection to something larger than themselves that they want to represent, and they're willing to be out there in a very honestly courageous way. Not easy being a team these days, huh? Uh, I don't know if it ever was, but it's definitely harder now than it used to be. Right. I think <laughs> I agree with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Mark Fine, everybody. Thank it's you. TJJ Ambassadors Poland, and hopefully the Poland component will be back for the summer of 2022. My gosh, we're learning a lot, as we always do about what these amazing youngsters are doing. It's not just 2,000 teams from around the United States that are, uh, that are coming and spending a great summer in Israel, but in addition to that, it's people who are dedicating an incredible amount of time to speaking to these teens and making sure they have whatever is necessary to go back to their neighborhoods and communities and be um, real ambassadors of the Jewish people. More coming up, you're listening to a Tuesday morning edition, Yomensius Y edition of JM in the AM. Shall you 
Tuesday morning broadcast from Yom NCSY, where we are awaiting an amazing performance coming up by Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz. That's, of course, A.B. Rottenberg and Company from, uh, from H volume number three here at JM in the AM. Well, with all the people we're speaking to tonight who can uh, shep nachas uh, by viewing NCSY's Yom NCSY live and in person, I don't know if there are two people who could be getting more nachas. Um, uh, Mitchell Ader is with us. He is the Youth Commission Chair of NCSY. Miriam Pfeiffer is with us, co-chair of the NCSY Summer Committee. Welcome to you both. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you, Nachum. Am I right that the two of you are getting more nachas than anybody else from all of this? Let's start with you, Miriam. What are your thoughts as you look at this incredible scene as Yom NCSY builds up the way it's building up? Nahum, you better believe it. Wow. Just to, first of all, just to be here in the country. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, you know, just to step foot in this country is just such a pleasure and very thankful to be here. But what, what a special night this is with all the programs coming together from TJJ to Kolel to Michlelet. Everybody's here. And um, they're also in Israel, which is quite a big, was quite a big feat. And um, seeing all the advisors that direct the Madrichim, Madrichot is uh, nothing like it. Well, you know what I said to you off the air. It seems that even with all the uh, proper channels, regulations, applications, you still need a miracle just to get to Israel. And that's the way we all feel being here at this point. And certainly with the NCS wires, we know that that's the case. Um, well, look, you're, it's no secret that uh, the summer program is extremely important to you. Uh, your title tells it all. It must be invigorating to see the growth, not only of how many more kids are in specific programs, how many more programs develop each and every summer. Absolutely, and just the fact that everybody, you know, there was so, there were so many times where we weren't sure if we could, you know, we can come to Israel, and the fact that we stuck to it, we weren't, you know, we weren't going to give up, and no one, and barely anyone canceled. I mean, we have over 2,300, over 2,300 kids here this summer. And that just, you know, speaks volumes. What are your thoughts when you think back to when there were a thousand and twelve hundred and fourteen hundred, and every time people would toss out crazy numbers, we would look at them so skeptically. What are your thoughts now when you say twenty-three hundred? It's unbelievable. I mean, two years ago we were hoping to get to two thousand, and now we're right. up to twenty-three hundred, and it's right after Corona, and it's just unbelievable. I just wanted to give a shout out to David Cutler and his staff because you said it was a miracle that they're here. It's Hashem was for sure with NCSY summer this summer, but. David Cutler and his staff, I mean, what they did to pull this off, he just deserves so much credit. And no question. Staff. Uh, Miriam Pfeiffer is here. Mitchell Ader is here as well, Youth Commission Chair of NCSY. Well, I talk about Nachas, and you're seeing an incredible scene. This is one of the key events of one of the key programs, the summer programs, of the NCSY year-round experience, which I know is extremely important to you. What do you think as you watch this scene in front of you? You know, I spent uh, much of today visiting different uh, of our NCSY summer programs and the excitement the kids had. You know, they just came off of three weeks and then the nine days in Tisha B'Av, 
which have their own solemnity. And this is for them a tremendous release and a chance to celebrate and, and celebrate being in Israel, being together, and being part of just an extraordinarily big family. Um, as Miriam said before, the range of the programs at NCSY here is just mind-boggling. I, I spoke with a woman this morning, a young girl, who just learned how to write her name in Hebrew for the first time. I was so excited. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have girls um, from day schools and Beis Yaakovs who are learning and doing chesed um, and recovering the whole community. Um, we've got 2,300 kids, and I wish we had 23,000. Um, <laughs> we know how COVID affected the summer programs. What are your thoughts about how the general NCSY staff handled COVID while programming for the entire year? Uh, look, look, there's nothing you can say enough about what the uh, NCSY um, advisors do and the staff, um, their passion and their commitment um, and their creativity um, and the programs that they ran on Zoom and other ways of trying to reach kids. Um, and and in, in some cases, some of the staff people said, best year that they ever had because, <laughs> um, because they spent less time trying to plan in-person events and doing Zoom things and chavrusas online. Um, so they adjusted. That's one of the people I need to interview. <laughs> the one who says it was one of the best years they ever had. But you're, you're only half kidding because, the, and I know you're being serious actually, because it is pretty remarkable the type of programming they were able to implement and how they were able to keep connected to the kids all through this crazy time of ours. Um, in addition to that, you get to see the growth of the chapters and the regions and just and internationally uh, how NCSY is taking their role as a youth movement very, very seriously. And that has got to give you a tremendous amount of nachas because it seems like they're not stopping. They're not stopping until every geographic region is taken care of and every kid that wants to be part of it is taken care of. Yeah, well, so I have a particular um, fondness and interest in South America. And we connected uh, groups of Machanchim and Makarvim in Chile and in Argentina at NCSY a number of years ago. And they've become two of our most active, passionate uh, chapters. Um, there are Jews everywhere who are looking for this kind of engagement. Um, and so, yeah, around the States, um, it, it's, it's extraordinary. But even outside, in places like, you know, who would have thought? And in Chile, um, in Argentina, um, there's just so many kids. I mean, a lot of these kids, um, you know, their year is off, right? Their summers are winter and vice versa. Right. Oh, yeah, um, right. So, right. So they can't, for the most part, come right. to the summer programs here because they're still in school. But we're running a TJJ program for them in our winter. Um, um, there's just there's no limit to what we can do. I didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah. Meaning in January, February time. I think it's December. Or yeah. December time. Yeah. They're doing what we know as a summer at TJJ program. Correct. It's pretty remarkable, frankly. Uh, Mitchell Ader is Youth Commission Chair of NCSY. Miriam Pfeiffer is Co-Chair of NCSY Summer Committee. And both of you, from different vantage points, get an amazing opportunity to see how this organization is growing. It's pretty remarkable. And summer for you must be an incredible feeling watching all of this happen in front of you. Anyway, it's great to have both of you here. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Nathan. Pretty amazing, everybody. It's summer. It's uh, a return to Yom NCSY. Did anybody ever think we'd be back? After the virtual Yom NCSY last year, did anybody think we'd be back live and in person? In this case, Rishon Litzion, with the beautiful stage and the incredible backdrop and the wonderful amphitheater-style setup, and a um, a gathering over over 2,000 youngsters at Yom NCSY. I don't think anybody would have believed that we'd be back in this environment. Um,
as many of you are now aware of, uh, our entire staff uh, did not have an opportunity to get into Israel right now. Variety of reasons. Um, but uh, so we are, we have a different group than we normally do. But I do want to take this opportunity to thank Miriam L. Wallach, who is working 6,000 miles from here in production of this show, which is hard to believe, but trust me, I can attest to it. And I want to thank Yoni Pollock, of course, and ZK and Avrami and everybody who's always part of this. And a special, special hello to our, uh, our chief of staff, Yigal Siegel, who tonight is technician, engineer, co-host, variety of things. Uh, jumping into action, and it's much appreciated. More coming up. You're listening to a Yom NCSY edition, a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Keep it right here, everybody, as we continue with this very special program.
Kunstler at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Nachomsegel.com and the Nachomsegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Rabbi Micha Greenland is the international director of NCSY. He's one of the people that's shepping incredible nachas. Being here tonight, overseeing from our perch high atop the makeshift amphitheater here in Rishon Lezion, the activities of Yom NCSY 2021. Rabbi Greenland, welcome to JM in the AM. Great to be with you, Nachom, this year in particular. We have a lot to talk about. Because I'll tell you why we have a lot to talk about. And I admire this about you. Um, 
<laughs> when a lot of people were in doubt in March and April and May, the reality is whatever was going on in your head, nobody knows. But everyone knows that you were publicly exhibiting a tremendous amount of faith and confidence that these programs, these summer NCSY programs that are so vital, are going to happen this summer. It was really my mindset that we needed to be focusing on a plan A in Eretz Israel in Israel this summer. Right. Plan B, we could plan for every contingency and be ready to program for kids domestically in Canada, in South America. Some of those kids didn't make it here, Canada right. and South America in particular, and we are programming for them with alternatives. But our plan A, I felt, even in February, in March, when it looked less like there was less reason for optimism, I, I felt we, we needed to be putting as many eggs as we could in the basket of making, making Israel reality for these teenagers. Yeah, no question about it. And I'm an NCSY summer parent, as you know. My son is in Kolil, full disclosure, having the time of his life. And think of the difference between what the 10th graders went through last summer than what the 10th graders are going through this summer. Think of the difference. Do you remember virtual Yom NCSY last year? And I was proud. I had a role in it. But it was not the same as what you're experiencing here tonight. Think I, of the difference of a year there's ago. Nothing, there's nothing like it. And, and in fact, one of the, I, was in, I was with NCSY Kolel on, on Tisha B'Av morning oh, yesterday. Oh, that must have been inspiring. And it was, it was very special. One of the Rebbeim noted that, that, uh, that, that last year, Rebbeim from Kolel got together... <gasps> to lament the lack of NCSY COLA, the lack of NCSY summer programs. That what, what a, a, a okay, it's not churban bias, but, right, but, but the churban that that meant, what that meant for these kids, for their families, for their communities, the ripple effect of that, of that lost impact is, is incredible. And obviously we did as much as we possibly could have last year to, to, to make up for it as best we could, but there is just no comparison to what happens here with this air, with this land, with this staff, live in person. It's, it's really what we're, uh, what we're about. Rabbi Micha Greenland, the International Director of NCSY. By the way, um, talk about full faith, and again, I give you credit for it, among others, but <laughs> you have to admit, and I know this as a Kolel parent, that up until the last minute, nobody was fully confident that everybody would get to the NCSY summer programs in Israel. And it always seems, and I, by the way, I've been here twice now, please God, I don't, I don't uh, minimize it that I've had this opportunity to be here twice in the last few months. And it seems even when you go through the correct procedures, and even, though, even when you put your applications away, you still need prayer and a nace for it to happen. And it seemed you had a lot of prayers in one big nace. Um, no question. I, it, it's... it's uh it's clear that offices that are not usually set up to be processing tens of thousands of entry permits had to be kicked into high gear and they were just overworked and overwhelmed. Yeah. And so anything that was, uh, you know, a, a dot of an eye out of place or a cross of a T out of place meant that, that, uh, that, that Ishurim entry permits were not necessarily issued, not necessarily issued on time with parents scrambling to have expiring passports updated. And, and, and it, we, our mission was we really felt that we want to get every single team that we could possibly get into these programs here. And, uh, and and thank God, every government office that we turned to that that uh, that, that could have helped tried to help, and uh, and we had a really real boost from LL Airlines also that really that really uh, stepped up 
and ensured that that, uh, that, that, that that they pulled some strings for us also. Amazing, I'll tell you, the whole experience was surreal, both for the kids and the parents and everybody, your staff included. And the fact that we ended up here is just remarkable, right? Micha Greenland is with us. So the question is, do I learn more and more every time I do this show? And this year the answer is yes. Why? Because minutes ago I learned that in December and January, South American students take a TJJ type adventure. And that's brilliant that in their summer, they're sure. doing a summer program. How, how old is that customer? Is it something brand new? Yeah, that's only a couple years before COVID that that started. And, and obviously it didn't happen this past December, right. January, but, but it's, um, um, it's, it's an expanding uh, market for us. Um, Chile and, and, uh, and Argentina, as well as other countries in South America that we have um, aspirations to be, to be having an impact on. There, there are communities there where where the communities are strong, um, but the the uh, the connection to Judea, Jewish life is not strong, and and that's really where NCSY can step into the breach and and provide something that's an anchor for these teens and and uh, and a connection that can change lives um, in uh, remarkable ways. I don't know when your position, uh, way before you even had it, I'd assume, went from national to international. But some probably were skeptical about the whole international angle, but it seems you take it very, very seriously. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're in six countries. We're in, it's not like we're in, uh, you know, 160. I get it, but six is but, a lot. But six is a lot. And, and, uh, and, and there are, especially in, in, uh, in, in some of the countries where, where the economies are weaker, it's actually possible to have a greater impact in those countries where, where uh, you know, on a, on a dollar per dollar basis, and you know, every Jewish soul is uh, is precious. So obviously, we care about our North American community. That's uh, it's where we live. It's our backyard. Yeah. But but uh, but we're looking at Jewish communities where where they they uh, they have great need for what we have to offer. And wherever the program we feel will translate. It just makes sense. You and I sometimes joke, and we sometimes are serious about all the talent you're surrounded with. Do those countries have talented advisors? Do you find talented staff who could do what you're used to being done here by your staff? So it's it's amazing. There, there are there are great people everywhere, but in many cases, we're actually talking about people who who, had, for one reason or another were exposed to NCSY in the United States. And so our, our, our Argentina director is Martin Leibovich. Oh, who, yeah, we met who, him. Uh, right, right. Who went to, uh, went to Yeshiva University right. and was exposed to NCSY there. And, uh, um, and, and uh, he had been part of a program in, in Argentina that turned him on to Judaism that was kind of an early precursor, early precursor to NCSY. But he was actually introduced here in the States. Uh, Michael Bengio runs NCSY for us in Santa Santiago, Chile, um, was exposed to NCSY here in, in uh, not here, we're in Israel now, <laughs> but, uh, but in, in New England, in Boston. So and, they're both holding what would essentially be the highest position in their countries in NCSY. Correct. We call them regional directors, right. but really they are respective guess, national, yeah, directors national directors of, I guess you'd say. of each of those countries. And you actually helped us, I, I shouldn't put it that way, you, you, you included us in the celebration when Martin Leibovitz actually got his smicha which became an international NCSY event. Like, everybody took part in that celebration. Uh, correct. Which we, we're very proud of, of being able to support our staff in, in, in ongoing learning opportunities. We have women um, who work for NCSY who are, who are working for a certif uh, towards a certificate program 
um, at, uh, um, at, at at Women's Institute of Torah Study Ma'alot in, in Baltimore. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So. Um, and we have men who are learning for Ravu Manik Smicher with uh, Rabbi Yerach Milfried in Dallas. And, and it's just part of how we help our staff continue to learn, continue to grow, and, uh, and, and be better prepared to have an impact on the lives of these teenagers. Who, who sits around with? and thinks of all these ideas? Or are you, or, are you presented them by people who want to pursue I'm, things? I'm often them? presented ideas. I, I, you know, I, I like to say that, that uh, my creativity is not necessarily in coming up with an idea, but it's knowing <laughs> the difference between a good-sounding idea and a lousy-sounding idea. And we have really an incredibly dynamic and creative staff who are, who are presenting concepts, and then it's just a matter of, of, of uh, cross-pollinating the good ideas is to make sure they spread throughout the organization. I'm so glad you brought this up as we hear the chauffeur blowing in the background to signal, I guess, the official start of the NCSY, Yom NCSY program. I'm glad you brought this up because do you know how many programs have been introduced in the last few years to summer NCSY that people were skeptical about? And I think, I think we can unequivocally say that every one of them has proven to be a success, unless it's something I'm not thinking of. Um, I think that is accurate, and and uh, and on particular, I think about our our next step Israel right. internships program. Oh my is, gosh! Is, is, I is, never thought business people who are running organizations and real companies would ever open themselves up for five six weeks to train kids, and and it's unbelievable the success we heard about tonight. Um, fantastic! So you interviewed Jacob Bernstein, yeah. Rabbi Jacob Bernstein, and and it's it's. It's, I, I think it's just a, a growing need. It meets, it meets um, a, 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 uh, a tremendous desire on the part of these high school kids in America to, to prepare for something greater, to build their resumes for the future, for college, for beyond. And, uh, um, and, and, and for the Israeli companies, it's, it's an opportunity to partially to give back and partially to take advantage of some up-and-coming talent. Um, and, uh, and for us, it's an opportunity to expose these kids to the greatest country on the planet and the, and the opportunity to connect them to their heritage. I still think, maybe I'm wrong, but I think most people in the U.S. would not invest the time in five to seven weeks with an intern like that. And here, for some reason, they're all opening up the opportunities. Um, thank God. It really is. is uh, it's one thing about Israel is that, is that everybody is... Uh, Everybody's your neighbor's kid. Right. Everybody is like. So they uh, feel they're doing like, a favor for somebody right. in their family. You know, when when uh, when a lady comes up to you on the bus and says, uh, "Why are you doing something that way?" It's because she cares for you, like she's she's your mother or your aunt, and and uh, but she'll also give you an internship for the same reason. It's so true. All right, um, Labor Day is around the corner. Elul is around the corner. Will NCSY have a quote unquote normal school year? Five seven eight two. Um, you're asking me partially to play profit and partially to pay, play decision maker. In terms of decision maker, absolutely, we're ready to go um, on that basis and, and feel like the, the, the teens need it and are ready for it. Um, we're gearing up to have after school public school clubs in person. Uh, this past year, those JSU clubs, Jewish Student Union clubs that we right. run in public high schools, the public high schools in most cases across the country weren't meeting in person, so the clubs certainly were not. Doing things over Zoom, a there was attrition, and b it was just not the same connection. Um, we are we are uh, chomping at the bit. To Do have you the think Shabbatonim will literally be depending on what region of the country has what requirements in terms of COVID, or or more likely it'll move toward real Shabbatonim? Uh, again, partially to play profit. Right. I, I, I it's hard to predict, but we. 
we're ready to have some COVID restrictions in place and still and still operate running our programs like most as, public events go these days. Uh, right? Correct, right. As, uh, as 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 live in-person events. Um, we uh, we hope and pray for it because you know NCSY thrives on the personal human connection that an advisor, a staff person can make with a teenager. And the idea that that they're a role model uh, who the teens emulate, learn from, and and, uh, and, 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 and want to strive to be like, that, that does not happen the same way without that in-person opportunity. So that's what we're striving for, that's what we're planning for. Like, I, like you said earlier, in terms of plan A, plan B, Israel was plan A, we were prepared for contingencies just in case. So for us, um, in-person programming in the fall is plan A. We're preparing for contingencies in case, but we're, we're, uh, we're gonna be ready to go with live Shabbatones, live in-person clubs, live latte and learning, live cabrusas, etc. We are rooting for you. Amen, thank hey, you. Hey, I can't thank you enough for including us in this. Thank you so much, thank you so much. Pleasure always, Nach. I'm looking forward to many more. And uh, Lashana about with many more. Amen. Um, from all over Looks the like world. Looks like you're here heading with in that us. direction, frankly. God willing. Rabbi Micha Greenland is international director at CSY, everybody. And uh, if you're listening to the background noise, and it's not just noise, it's incredible selections of great music, then you are enjoying a Yom NCSY presentation here on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Simple as that. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Jables and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Dali is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I love all of our guests, and I really could call every one of our guests my favorite, but I don't know. When it comes to these two gentlemen... It's among the most fun I have at Yeoman CSY. I already alluded to Rabbi Konigsberg earlier when I said I would certainly be asking him the traditional question that I ask these two gentlemen every single year. Rabbi Barry Goldfisher is director of TJJ. Yes, when you hear about hundreds of public school youth that are coming to Israel, even during COVID, for a, a value-driven, life-changing experience, which I still can't comprehend that this is what they want to do with their summer. Rabbi Barry Goldfisher is responsible for that. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM. Thank you so much, Nathan. Great to be here. And I see you brought one of your favorite people along with you, Rabbi Noam Konigsberg, <laughs> is Mashpia of TJJ. I like the fact that we continue to heap these titles upon him, Baruch Hashem. Rabbi Konigsberg, welcome to JM the AM. Thank you. It's always a zechus, Nachum. It's great to be here. Rabbi Konigsberg, with all the background noise, right. I'm still going to ask you my question. Why, if a Jewish teen has an opportunity to spend the summer in Hawaii or Vegas or Thailand or Bangkok or anywhere with their friends doing things that they've dreamed about their whole lives, why on earth would they be coming to Israel to spend summer with TJJ? Well, you know, Nachum, I had a conversation with one of our uh, Midwest girls who told me that she feels something different here in Eretz Yisrael. And I said, when did you feel that feeling? Was it at the Kotel? Was it in Sfat? She said, no, I was walking down the street in Bayit Vagan. I was walking down the street in Yerushalayim and I felt something different. And I think these teens, these kids, they're looking for something different. They're looking to connect with something that they only find in Yerushalayim, and they're drawn to it. And, and for both of you, 
It doesn't shock you that at 15, 16 years old, someone could already be searching for these things. I would think that many people would think that that's way too young to be thinking of these really, you know, deep questions and looking for deep answers. Does it shock you? COVID, we're during COVID, where kids have been at home, stuck in their rooms on Zoom. They're looking to connect, looking to connect with other Jews, looking to connect with our homeland. Um, this is one of the strongest years. They just want to get out, want to experience, want to take it all in. So it's not just the regular annual query by Nahum Siegel. You're saying this year is even more so. I think so. This year is certainly more powerful than any other year. They're just... They're thirsting for it, and they're taking it all in. So are you both telling me that there were some positives about this pandemic? That isolation created a need that uh, that kids were searching, and, and they're finding the right thing and the right values? Look, I wouldn't say there's anything <laughs> there's not, positive. Nothing about the pandemic is positive. But, but I will say that the Sibas Hasibos, the Ribbonah Shalom, is the cause of all causes. There's something here that's going on beneath the surface in the hearts of these young men and women. And they're going on a search for something meaningful and something fulfilling. It's for sure a, a result of what they've been going through. You're with TJJ from the start, right? From the start. 23 years. That's a long time. I mean, could you, do you calculate the number of public school youth that have come on the program? Or we don't, uh, we don't, we don't do that anymore. We don't, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's like billions and billions served, right? At this point, there's no reason to count the yeah, we, have, we have grandchildren, TJJ. I mean, our, our TJJers who have had children, I, I consider them grandchildren. No, I get that. Wow. Meaning, those who've gone ahead have changed their lives in a positive way, obviously married Jewish and stayed completely within our ritually observing the children as religious Jews, attending yeshivas. It's unbelievable. I never, you know, it's funny. I mean, we've I know we've discussed this in the past, but... And we always talk about TJJers going home and having an effect on their families, but I never considered that TJJers become from Jews and then end up being fathers and mothers of from families. It's just, it's hitting me now that that's, we always talk about the influence that they have when they go back to their own neighborhoods. But what you're saying is, hey, look what's happening 23 years later, Nahum. People who are actual, you know, their first connection to Judaism was TJJ are now parents of ritually observant homes. I had a TJ participant. Um, basically, he moved, he got married, became religious, and he walks into a, a yeshiva in Florida, and he's meeting with the principal, and he, t he says, wait, who's that woman in that picture? The principal said, that's my wife. He said, well, that was my TJ advisor. He's enrolling his kids in a yeshiva. That was his TJ advisor inspired him. By the way, Rabbi Konigsberg, with all this, you have stressed us over the years that all of this is done at their pace. I remember you discussed with us when we were when we broadcast, I think from Michalela, you were with us. And I remember you said to us that the first Friday night is a perfect indication of the lack of pressure and the, you know, not, not telling everybody they need to do X, Y, or Z. You want them to grow into this experience on their own. Tell me about that. Look, TJJ does a wonderful job. And, you know, this is all inspired by Rabbi Goldfisher, who's, who's paved the way. It does a tremendous job to cater to the various needs that, that, that exist on a bus. You'll have kids who want actual, you know, tefillah in the morning. They want to stand with their feet together and pray with, from a sitter and others, you know, they want to, they want to learn about tefillah. What do the words mean? What, what, what does prayer mean? Why do we have to pray? And, and the program is constantly catering to the various, to the various needs and the various desires on the bus and everyone 
at the end of the summer feels that they have received what, what they were looking for on the program. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Do you think a lot of kids go back with tremendous challenges? I, I don't want to use the word ridicule, but I can only imagine when they introduce some of these concepts to their own families, to their classmates, to their neighborhood. It, it's got to be a challenge. I don't know what kind of follow-up goes on, but you have to hear from those who are you know, struggling with that whole, you know, dual-edged sword. There definitely are challenges, but the beauty of TGJ today is that every region is responsible for their own bus. National NCSY is partnering with the regions, and the regions have set up a follow-up program where kids are coming back to their chapter programming, they're going back to the regional programming, and they have a family. They have a family where they can live out and continue that TJ dream, despite sometimes the difficulties perhaps with parents and their friends, but TJ continues. We say to every advisor that applies, this is not a four-week trip to Israel. This is going to be an experience that you share with your TJers for years and years to come. All of this is happening in only four weeks. It's incredible. That's unbelievable to me. I would think you'd need a minimum six, seven weeks, no? <laughs> I mean, people would be shocked at that as well. By the way, did we give our Mike Honesberg a bus this summer, or he's uh, he's more of an overall supervisor? He, he supervises. He's the Ruach man. <laughs> Friday night, he'll be running the Tish and Aisha Torah for all the TJ buses and Cola. I don't know if you know about that. But, uh, but he's also, he's also he, he, there's an upgrade this year on the Midwest bus. Not only is he a rabbi of the bus, but he's now a licensed tour guide. Oh, that's right. You had told me about that. Yes. That must be a completely different experience yes, tremendous. Just the, the opportunity to lead these kids around the Eretz Yisrael and to take them just step by step, not only on their spiritual journey, but just to be covetous Eretz Yisrael, to be konet, to acquire it. It's a tremendous achos. Well, was that a hard regimen? Like, was it, I mean, I don't want to minimize what kind of course it is, but was it difficult to do? It was pretty intense. It was, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I benefited from. The TJJ was canceled last summer. But it was, you know, it was a daily course, and it was, it's a tremendous achos to be able to bring these sites alive and show them the beauty of the land. It's, it's, there's nothing like it. Yeah, we should also mention that plenty of TJJ alumni, I assume, at this point, are living in Israel, right? I'd have to assume. And we're introduced to the land. I've gone to seminary, yeshiva, right. stayed on, made aliyah, yeah. in the army, building families here as well. The whole thing is unbelievable. They have an opportunity to do anything they want, and they decide to take four weeks of their summer and dedicate it to, uh, to the state of Israel, the land of Israel, the experience of Judaism. Whole thing is remarkable. How large is your staff now? How many buses are there? So we have 10 buses in Israel, including the specialty buses, TJP and TJ Action, the Chesed program. We have three buses on the West Coast. I heard about that. For those kids from Canada who weren't vaccinated. How's that doing? Uh, going great. Going great. 120 kids there. Um, so we're close to 500 kids on TJJ this summer. Unbelievable. With the staff close to 100. It's literally the, uh, I don't want to say the bulk, that wouldn't be fair, but it's certainly a really important core of the NCSY summer programs, to say the least. Uh, I want to thank uh, both Rabbi Goldfischer and Rabbi Konigsberg. TJJ continues to baffle people like me, but continues to amaze young people about how important value-driven life is. And it's amazing Tonight's to me they discovered at such a young age, frankly. I will continue to take the word of both of you on this topic. How do you like that? Thank you, <laughs> Great seeing you both. Seeing you. Thanks. Thanks. Warm regards to Chava. Uh, thank you, 2019 JSU Go Atlanta. Thank you, very. You remember that trip? Yeah, course, I think that was the first trip of that summer. Think, nurse, nurse Chava now? Nurse Chava. Nurse Chava. Camp Masora, doing well as a nurse, and uh, moving on to bigger and better things, no doubt. Oh.
Great, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Konigsberg. Wow, I'll tell you. NCSY summer. I come here once a year, and I am briefed on the incredible activities that are going on, including what's happening right in front of us. Yom NCSY. An amazing celebration of this incredible summer with everybody from all the different programs together. How remarkable is that? Well, Rabbanit Rifka Yudin is here, director of Michlelet at CSY. Often she has actually welcomed us to Michlelet. What a uh, pleasure to speak to you, to reunite after an entire year of no Michlelet. That must have been for you, I can imagine, a harrowing experience. It was. Not it was really crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy worrying about the girls coming in. Oh, I'm not even talking. Yeah, yeah. you're on. I'm not no, even talking last about, year, yeah, and then not year. coming in, right. and then again worrying. But thank God, it's very exciting. We have two strong programs this summer, and many of the girls who couldn't come last summer got to come this summer. All right, so that means that you're essentially double what you normally are? We have two programs. We have a post-10th grade program in Reshet. Yeah. And we have a post-11th grade program plus Mechina at Leiv HaTorah. Okay. So that's really... Which answers that question. So yes. I was going to say to you, you know you always say you're sold out and you don't have an extra bed. All of a sudden, you have a whole grade Thank coming. God. You know but what? They're we felt like they didn't have the opportunity to come last summer and we had to give it to them. Yeah, so. by the way, I said this before to somebody regarding the same topic. They would have felt cheated the rest of their lives. Right. And... By the way, that's sometimes that's life. Sometimes right. that's you know, how you learn a life lesson. That you guys stepped it up in it's order amazing. to provide them a regular Michlela at summer is pretty impressive. Totally regular. And you should see they, all the girls, I feel like they came starving and so excited to have this experience. But especially the post-11th graders who thought they were coming and then had it taken away from them. They came on fire. Just so excited about every opportunity. They're just so thankful to be here. I can only imagine. So. All right, so the program, I assume, is similar to what we've heard in the past. Similar. Very same. intense. Lots of great learning. Lots of great trips. Right? COVID's not holding you back from taking the places, right? No, thank God. A lot of our TULIM and a lot of our stuff is outdoors. Um, inside, we have, we're going strong, thank God. Everyone's vaccinated. Everyone has sociological testing. Right. So let's hope it will continue to be a calm summer, God willing. <laughs> we have an amazing learning, incredible trips, amazing chesed happening, thank God. Um, touring, really, like, really everywhere, thank if God. you've expanded and now, for this summer at least, or 10th and 11th grade, you have to look for a lot more staff, right? Oh, we have double the staff, thank God. And that awesome. worked out? Thank God. So, so much Thank God. All really post-Mechlelet, um, yeah. either staff oh, or have been right. on the program before. So, Because I would God. think that's one of the bigger challenges. It was a very big challenge. Right. When you expand, you need as high quality of staff as you're used to. Yes. Not always yes. easy. Not easy at all, but thank God we're very grateful. We have phenomenal, phenomenal staff on both programs. So, Why is Mechlelet so successful in your opinion? Um, I think, honestly, I think that there's a lot of lishma there. Like, we're hopefully there for the right reasons. We really just want to inspire the girls, build them up in the best way possible. And I think that all the people working there and running there really just care about the girls and, and, and inspiring them in Torah. And I feel like that's a lot of the We make a big success. deal. And NCSY in general rightfully makes a big deal about leadership Everyone, and future leadership. Something as simple 
quote unquote, as in the Chalalit program can produce great leaders in our community. I tell that to the girls every single summer. I say, firstly, every single seminary, every year I get a few calls from different seminaries saying I spot the Mahlala girls a mile away. I can tell exactly who the ones who came out are. This little jump in their step and their, their passion for learning and for Torah. And literally, if you look at the, tra the trajectory of the girls afterwards, like so many of the Jewish women, female leaders, they came out of Mahlala and they were inspired and, and, and started from their summer and their journey on Mahlala. So I feel very proud and privileged to be part of such an incredible program. Yeah, no question about it. What do you think of numbers in general? Because now you're watching, I assume, the largest NCSY summer program collectively ever. It's unbelievable. We have to thank Hashem so much for this amazing opportunity and this ability to to be able to be here. Thank you know God. what people are going to do to you now. What? They're going to insist that both programs stay open. Oh, yeah. We've, we've had that. Oh, you know about it already. <laughs> oh, no. We've had, there's been talk about it for years, but thank God, you know, Baruch Hashem. Good, good problem to have, right? Exactly, exactly. Thank God. The girls are great. They're doing great, and I'm very happy to be here this hey, summer. Hey, I'm a Mechlola parent. Yes, you Mem are. Remember that? Yes, they do, Chava. That's I remember. Correct, so I remember. I can tell you they did a really good job in our case, and I know many other <laughs> cases. Single family did too. <laughs> the Rivka Yudin is director of Michlel at NCSY. Now, have you been with them from the beginning, Michlel? Uh, no. I, I don't even know how many years ago it's been. I feel like at least, it might even be 15 years. It was the same time David Cutler started, actually. Oh, wow. So it used to be purely learning. And when I came along, we had learning and chesed and touring and fun. And it's a really, really amazing balanced program where the girls have an awesome, fun time. And they tour everywhere and they do so much chesed. But they're also learning and they have speakers. And it's a really, really wholesome, amazing. Yeah. Balance, thank God. It's good to have future Jewish leaders fall in love with Israel. Yes. It's really important. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. when they do, they pass that on yes. in their leadership roles. Absolutely. And I mean that, by the way, as parents, and I mean that in leadership roles in the community as well. It's really, really true. Well, continued success at Michlela. Thank you so much. We're always rooting for you. Thank you so much, Nachum. I want to tell you two quick, sure. two quick stories. Oh, yeah. Was it? Oh, two quick stories this week. I yeah, got two, na two Nachas calls. Over here. I get, we went to iJump. We rented out iJump for both programs. They had an awesome time. And afterwards, they tell me they've never had a group that was so nice before. They, everyone has so, was so appreciative and so nice. When are we coming back? And then two days later, I get a call from my son's Rebbe from last year. He said he's been, um, his wife has been sick with cancer. They've been in the hospital for a year already. And um, it's very, very difficult. And the and girls came around and they were cheering them up and and they really really uplifted her spirits and he, he asked them like who are you where are you from and they said we're Mrs. Yudin's students so he figured the boy that he caught last year Yudin he called me he said is that you guys and he was blown away and he could not get over the impact so we're really proud they're learning well they're, they're, they're throwing themselves into the learning into the chesed into the touring and the fun and we really see even with all this COVID and the challenges they've gone through how they're really soaking up every single experience you know what it is Mrs. Yudin they're taking every department seriously yes exactly and that's an important message yes. to the kids out there exactly exactly continued okay, success thanks so much great Michael. seeing you Robert Sidrifka Yudin is the director of Michalelet they have a, a an amazing program I mean like I said we are the Seagulls are parents of uh, the Michalelet program and they have just an incredible thing going on there. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Yo NCSY edition of JM in the AM.
הזמן, לכל זמן ועת, את לאהוב, את לשנוא, את מלחמה, ויהיה, ויהיה Music is rolling. It is uh, post Tishabov. It's Nachamu week. And for us, most importantly, right now, it's Yo Men CSY. It's Monday night, Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. Our Yom NCSY broadcast cannot possibly end before we check in with the director of NCSY Summer. He is the head of NCSY Summer. We didn't know where NCSY Summer would be this summer, but he had full faith that it would be here in the Holy Land. The director of NCSY Summer is David Cutler. David Cutler, welcome back to JM. 
a.m. in the a.m. Good evening. Good morning. I don't know which one it is, but it's. Uh, do it's you know what month it, it is after what sure. you've been through? I'm not sure. I do. Maybe I said I'm going to repeat it again. Why not? Because it's supposedly a uh, a, a really good assessment. You go through everything. Individual, group, you go through everything. The entire application process. You go through every detail you need to do in order to get into Israel. Then you submit it and you sit and pray because you're going to need a nace in the end, no matter what, a miracle in the end, to get into Israel. And thank God you guys did this summer. It's exactly that. The, the word nace could not be more appropriately used. This uh, From start to finish, if you would have asked me again, off the record, where we would be in February, March, I would not have bet on being in Israel. And things shifted quickly. And uh, and Baruch Hashem, it's been it's been a really a big big roller coaster ride, and I am not a fan of roller coasters to be honest with you. Uh, but but I really believe, as you see tonight, with well oh over twenty three hundred people here, I really believe it's all worth it. It's a tremendous nace and a tremendous bracha for us to be here this summer. Um, I've I've never been more privileged getting off that plane. Even even checking in at JFK Airport yeah. was more special than it ever happened. I mean, they interrogated us like yeah. we were. Whatever. It was intense. It was oh, intense. It was very intense. Yeah. But Baruch Hashem, we had what we needed, and uh, I just never. Last night at the hotel, it was just never more special being here. And uh, you know, I haven't been here in almost two years, and uh, being here is, is just a, such a privilege. I can't even tell you. One of the themes tonight is that programs that people looked at with great skepticism are now flourishing. Why? Because we have, we have wonderful people who are doing things the same Shemayim. I, I really believe that. You know, we, we, it was looking really, really doubtful for us to be able to come to Israel and maybe who knows where we were going to go, but we really have wonderful, wonderful people who are in this just really to educate and further the Jewish education of children from all over the world with all different backgrounds. And if you would have told me we would have run the Hatzalah Rescue Program yeah. this summer. Or the, or the internship. Or the internship. Yeah, those two programs in particular, I personally, I, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I, I wrote them off pretty much because I'm like, of all the programs, we're not running those programs. I thought Kolel, okay, it's a based program. You're going to learn in a base medrash. That's fine. And, and Mechlelet also. And even give to some extent. Uh, but the, the travel programs and the programs where you're interacting, especially the internship and the, and the Hatzalah Rescue. Yeah. And the numbers are insane. And the, are. and the jolt that jolt has gotten is insane. Oh, and what we're finding is that we're why are we having the best summer ever, which is our, our motto? Because everybody who's here really wants to be here. They went through, everyone went through this together. I think some of us more than others, but everybody went through this together, and everybody who's here really, really wanted to be here and is so happy to be here. David Cutler leads uh, NCSY Summer. I am a summer NCSY parent. I will tell you that uh, from the perspective of at least one very happy youngster, NCSY Kolel is doing very well this summer. I'll also point out that both your Kolel and Michlele programs are essentially double of what they were in the past because you've opened them up to two grades at this point. They really are. Each one has a second campus this summer. Uh, they're, they're literally, what's going on there is incredible. The administration there, they've literally, when we say night and day, it's literally night and day. Both campuses, their staff is just nonstop, literally 24-7. And, and Baruch Hashem, the kids are really, really enjoying. They're learning, they're flourishing, and the fact that we're getting to travel the land now, I mean, it's, uh, you know, after tonight, so many of our programs are going down south tomorrow. Uh, Kola Mechlelet have to in this week. I mean, it's, again, to be traveling the land of Israel right now, what a tremendous bracha. It's unbelievable. And the biggest blessing of COVID might be that Kolel and Mechlelet will have to stay at the numbers that they've established for this summer. Oh, that would be, uh, that would be awesome. I mean, it's, be should awesome. I assume that, that you're looking toward that model of two grades for each program or not? Yeah, look, we would like that. I don't, I don't think it's so realistic to assume that we'll get the same.
same uh, the same level. But you, you really never know. I, I think we, we definitely want to encourage the 11th graders uh, to come back and, and to, to make it more of a thing. Uh, but 11th graders tend to work. That's right. they, they tend to like to right. do that, believe it or not. They don't know that you're going to have to work the rest of your lives. They, <laughs> they think that working after 11th grade is cool. Uh, if they only knew what we knew, they would they'd trust me, they'd come back another year. Uh, we have parents who offer their kids to come back a second year and they choose to work. I'm like, that's a big mistake, dude. Interesting. <laughs> terrible, wow. terrible mistake. But, it's, but, but we, again, we do have a significant number of 11th graders, not usually like this, but we're, we are going to try um, a, a give Sean a bet, so to speak, next year. The, yeah. the, we are going to do that model. And we'll see what Jolt Israel, Kolo, Mechlele, we'll see, uh, we'll see what the seeds, uh, you know, what, what the seeds that we sow. We'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Even though you've already said some of it, tell me what you're thinking when you see this. We're in front of a beautiful makeshift amphitheater in beautiful Rishon Lezion. I'm thrilled that it's essentially the same setup that you've had in other places because it works so well. What are your feelings when you see this kind of reaction from thousands of kids? What we're saying, when we say this summer is a nace and min I, I want to tell you, we tried to get this amphitheater last year at this time for this summer, and we couldn't get it. It was sold out. We, why do we want this amphitheater? Because we're dedicating a safer Torah. We knew we were going to, and it has a lot of dancing room down there. The, the other places we've all used has very little dancing room. This has a lot. When I came here the last time to look at this place, it was awesome, but it, was, it, it was, wasn't available. And a few, literally a few weeks ago, there was a cancellation. Um, and, and we got oh, this. Oh, it was not going to be here. It was not going to be here. It was going to be. It was going to be one of two other places. We weren't so sure again because of COVID. Um, and this place opened up maybe a little, maybe a little over a month ago. This place opened up, and we grabbed it because I, again, we wanted the safer Torah for the dancing. So when we say this summer is very minashemayim, and Hashem runs the world, and you just, you know, it, to, to say that we're here with 2,300 people enjoying this tonight is, uh, you know, with the Katz brothers and everything that we bring tonight, yeah. dedicating a safer Torah. It's really awesome. Any details about the Torah that we're sharing with the audience? Or? They're really, the, it's a beautiful, it's, it's a Torah that's going to be used by all of our summer programs. It's going to go, we have many programs that travel, and sometimes right. they have a problem getting a Torah. So it'll be primarily used for them. When they're not using it, it'll live on the NCSY Colo campus. But it was just all the parents and families uh, just contributed to this Torah. The, the response was actually wonderful. We surpassed our goal, Baruch Hashem. We still have parashios available, and anybody who wants to uh, contribute to the Torah, it's a big mitzvah to contribute to letters, to, to Aliyahs, to Perak, to Ahmed. There's still a number of parashios available. Uh, but Baruch Hashem, people were responsive. People, people do have a, our theme tonight is a Karasatog. And the large majority of parents are very appreciative that their kids are here this summer with NCSY, growing and thriving in Arizona. I mean, uh, it doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. I don't remember what year was the first year that we were here, but it's amazing how this entire summer effort has grown. It's just incredible. Yeah. And you spoke about numbers that people were skeptical about, and you have way surpassed those numbers. We really have. We talked about, we actually talked about, we used to be in mini-Israel a number of years ago before we outgrew, right. and that place was great. Great. So I actually said to our tour provider about two months ago, when we knew we would look like we were coming, but we, uh, we thought our numbers, depending on the vaccinated kids and everything, I said, call Mini Israel and see if they're available, because I think 1,300 might be okay, because that's what their max is. Right. And, uh, and we're well over 2,300 here tonight. You know? nice. and, uh, and that number grew in the last couple days. Everybody who wanted to come out with their families, uh, you know, the alumni that are here in Eretz Yisrael, that number grew like crazy. So Baruch Hashem. And some of the, the NCSY friends from the U.S. were able to make it. Obviously only yeah. a handful, but yeah, at least some people were here. Yeah, look, it was easier to get into the airport, and they're, uh, 
there wasn't such long lines at some of the stores these days. Uh, but there's also less English. I happen to like when English is spoken in Jerusalem more than Hebrew. So, it's uh, a different vibe in the city it, of Jerusalem it, it, right it, now. It is a very different vibe. And truthfully, that's a little bit sad. Yeah, I hear uh, it. But Hashem, I really hope they reopen on August 1st, which I, I'm not sure is looking so good these days. But uh, we really, a lot of people were going to come in for Yom NCSY when they said they were going to open up on they July 1st. They always do. Yeah, and then, then the July 1st became yeah. August 1st. And uh, we'll see what happens. David Cutler, I say mazel tov to you. What an amazing accomplishment. I know you're going to breathe a big sigh of relief when the programs finally come to an end uh, because this has been a big challenge uh, this entire summer, but it's well worth it, as you see. Yeah, you know, it's funny. On one hand, you, you wait all year and you, you work all year to get to this point, and you can't wait. And then once it starts, you're like, kind of want it to be over because it's a tremendous responsibility. Um, and, you know, again, with COVID over your head and everything going on and just, again, getting in the country was Baruch Hashem challenging yeah. and getting out of the country is not going to be so simple either. Uh, but but the, the question is if it's worth it, yeah. a million percent this is worth it. It is not even a, a shred of doubt in our minds, in every one of our minds, NCSY, the OU, JSU, all of our partners, uh, El Al, who we, we recognized El Al tonight, what they did for us by making this summer possible, by working with us on our deadlines uh, and helping us with the Shurim. Uh, without Alal, I don't think we'd be here tonight without Alal. So it's uh, it was it was really a very joint team effort by so many. Again, by the Jewish Agency for getting the permit, Route One, and again, of course, our parent company for hanging in with us, the Orthodox Union for supporting us and you know letting us put off the deadlines and put off the deadlines and uh, and Baruch Hashem to have 16 you know 1,600 kids and staff members here this summer is is pretty amazing. So the lesson is life-changing experiences are worth it. Oh, they are worth it, and again, it's it's good things comes to those to those who wait. You got to have the stablanut, as they say here. <laughs> and uh, again, I would not have bet that we were going to be here a couple months ago. And not only are we here, you know, but the vaccine came through for the 12 to 15 year olds, which right. really was the turning point for us. And that was the difference between having 600 kids right. and 1,500 kids. Good and, point. Uh, and that was that was then the timing was perfect. The timing was mamash perfect. It came out right in five five six weeks before the summer. Just enough time to get two doses of the Pfizer shot. And, and the kids lined up. They lined up. Uh, they, they were the first online uh, to go get their, you know, their Pfizer shot and their serology shot and uh, everything they needed. Baruch uh, Hashem. What an adventure. Thank you. Yeah, adventure. That's a good word. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for making us and helping us be part of this adventure uh, every thank, year. Thank, thank you. you for coming. Thank God that you got in. Uh, I'm sorry that Miriam is not here, but... Um, Really, Baruch Hashem, that you're here, and uh, it would be weird without you, to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank you. And next year, uh, July 13th. July 13th is uh, is the date for Yom NCSY, so you should put that in your calendar now already. And That's a Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're, yes, you're correct, because it's right before the, the Thursday night. They don't like doing it on Thursday night. Right. And then uh, Shavos Batamas already starts. Uh, right, yeah, Shabbos. It's an Shabbos, Shavos yeah, Batamas, right. So we're, so we're doing it right before the three weeks. How crazy is that both you and I know next year's calendar? <laughs> yeah, well, it's part, we, we already ordered our seats on LL for next year, so. <laughs> We're, uh, we're ready to go. We're actually we're opening. Seven thirteen. Pre-registration opens tomorrow. Pre-registration opens tomorrow for next summer. Actually, kind of tonight, but well, probably tomorrow officially. But pre-registration is ready to go. We're uh, we're rolling it out. So if you're listening on Tuesday morning, it's today. To, yes, pre-summer.ncsy.org. Pre-registration is open for next summer. You get a discount for registering already now. No money down. Just got to fill out a form and tell us what program you're interested in, and you get a discount when registration opens in uh, September, October. Summer.ncsy.org. David Cutler, I thank you, sir. Thank you Mr. so Malcolm much. Malcolm Siegel, thank you so much. Thank we you. appreciate it. Thank you.
great to be a fan of the NCSY summer programs. More coming up. You're listening to a very special Yom NCSY edition of JM in the AM right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Home. It's become one of our themes whenever we visit Israel. Home by the Maccabees. Ready to wrap things up on this very special Tuesday. Let's have a nice round of applause for Shoshi Elman. Let's have a nice round of applause for Shoshi Elman. Tossed, tossed into the spotlight as the on-site producer of a Tuesday morning jam in the AM and handled it with flying colors as David Cutler promised she would. So thank you, Shoshi. 
A big thank you to our Chief of Staff, Yigal Siegel, who, uh, instead of being our Chief of Staff tonight, moved into the role of technician, engineer, co-host, and everything else necessary <laughs> here on the spot. I'm sure you were impressed with this big presentation tonight. I, it's a... Uh I, very inspiring to be here to see what's going on here in the summer. It's unbelievable. It really is just unbelievable. I'm so happy I was able to take part in it. And you know a lot of the people that lead the programs. You know a lot of the people who are enjoying the programs. Yeah, this guy Naaman, he was very impressive. What's the story with that guy Naaman? Uh, he's unbelievable, Isn't that he guy. amazing? I got to get to know him better. <laughs> I hear his father-in-law is a great guy. Oh, the best. That's what I was told, at least. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, glad we could joke about these things. But, yes, you should be very proud of your son-in-law who's doing a great job. And I still maintain he's one of the most talented people in, uh, in NCSY. So there you go with that. And uh, I think we're ready to wrap things up here on a, um, on a Tuesday. Wednesday's broadcast, David Cutler has guaranteed that Wednesday's JM and AM will be from NCSY Colel. We're going to be at NCSY Colel where maybe, what's the name of the wing company? Schmaltz. Maybe Schmaltz will be delivering some wings to NCSY call out tomorrow. You never know. Right. Now you we're never talking. know. We know Schmaltz's father-in-law, and <laughs> he tells me Schmaltz is amazing. No, that's Schmaltz's whatever. <laughs> we know somebody we works. We love Sviberowski who works at Schmaltz. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> so you never know what we might find at NCSY call out, but tune in to Wednesday morning's JMN. And the way the week is going, we'll be back in studio both Thursday and Friday. That is the plan as of now. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at alchemsegal.com and the Network. We're going to go to the beloved NSN app. And that will wrap up an amazing and incredible NCSY, Yom NCSY, Tuesday morning broadcast. As you heard David Cutler say, pre-register right now. No obligation. Just fill out the form, summer.ncsy.org, summer.ncsy.org. My thanks to Shoshi Elman. My thanks to Miriam L. Wallach. My thanks to uh, Yoni and Avrami and, of course, to our Chief of Staff, Yigal, on the spot in Rishon Lutzion with me at Yom NCSY. Tomorrow from NCSY, Kolel. Make sure to be tuned in. It's an annual tradition that's always fun and always a wonderful adventure. Till then, Alchem Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.